The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Thank you, thank you, gentlemen and Coming. Hey guys, brand new podcast. Uh, I want to thank everyone who listened last week and sent all the positive comments on Twitter to myself and Doug Benson. I want to thank Doug Benson for being so cool and allowing ourselves to get so vulnerable and open and talking through a weird episode of Doug Loves Movies. <laughs> I appreciate all the comments. Send them to me after you've seen the episode, though, of Doug Loves Movies. <laughs> uh, that'll be available in, like, I think six days in the purchase section of iTunes. Um, real quick, Bert the Conqueror airs June 7th on Travel Channel. It is all me. It is just me. And it is awesome. I love it so much. I want as many people to see it as possible. I will be doing a press tour uh, coming up this Friday, Monday, and Tuesday. So listen to your local radio stations. And I'll be calling in to promote the show. But it's fantastic. Uh, It's on Travel Channel June 7th, every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Check your local listings. I know for here it shows at 5, which I'm sure is really great for... What the... I don't understand what the fuck's going on with cable. It's like... Oh, I don't know. Anyway, uh, but it's on Travel Channel. I, I'm very proud of this episode of this season. So, uh, so check it out. Tell your friends. Word of mouth always helps. Talk about it on social media. Uh, shoot something to me. I'll reply. Uh, and and that's it. Uh, enjoy it with your family. Enjoy it with your friends. Uh, look for lines. I'll be posting uh, videos of it online so you can share them with your friends and promote the season for me um, and help me out. And thank you. That's it. Uh, tour date's coming up. Travel channel. Travel channel. Travel channel. Travel channel. Travel channel. Where the fuck did my tour dates go? Did I just forget my tour dates? Um, hold on. Let me pull up my calendar. Okay. Real quick. Uh, Schomburg Improv. June 10, 11, and 12. Flappers Burbank. 17 and 18. Orlando Improv. 24, 25, 26. I expect... A big Mike Busey showing on one of those dates. You heard that right. Um, July, uh, Funny Bone Columbus, and that's it in July. Wow, I must. Oh, I think I'm on vacation in July. Uh, Funny Bone Syracuse in August, Stand Up Live, Kansas City Improv, September, Toledo, Funny Bone, Albany, first week of October or last week of that other month, Cowhead Cruise. We're doing a Call and Sick to Work show uh, September 30th at the Tampa Improv. Uh, I have not booked it yet. But I'm pretty sure I'm doing it. And that's it. Check out uh, Bert the Conqueror on Travel Channel every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Starting this Tuesday, my daughter George's birthday. This Tuesday. Coming up Tuesday. Um, I saved these two podcasts to promote that show. I know how it needs to be on fresh in your head. So this one is one of my favorites I've ever done. Next week uh, is is the biggest get I've ever had on this podcast, in my opinion. Because he's I'm a massive fan of him. It, next week's Ron White. But this week... Uh, is a guy I met while shooting Bert the Conqueror, oddly enough. We I, we talk about it on here, but we did some project together. I don't really remember it, 
the name of it, but I remember meeting him and everyone being so excited to meet him. And I didn't know who he was. All I knew is that I thought he was cool. Like I literally thought he was cool. And then I typed in Epic Mealtime and I got my mind blown to be dead honest with you. He's one of the most original creators of content. I only say that because he's all over the map. He is a renaissance when it comes to comedy, and I believe that's what he does best. He, uh, Epic Mealtime, if you don't know what it is, go in, Google it, and watch any of them. They are so freaking good. Uh, and he is so original the way it's just his thumbprint on his sense of humor and his – god damn it. He's the reason – I mean, he might be my, my the person I quote the most in entertainment ever, ever, ever. If you were a big Borat fan and you quoted Borat nonstop, dude, this was my guy. I still say Jack Daniels. I mean, he's the sauce boss. (laughs) Type in Epic Mealtime and watch some of his videos. They are so good. We have a great conversation today. Uh, Check out his vlog. His vlog, you can go to, if you go to the Epic Mealtime channel, you can find him. His name is on there. Uh, I'm going to wait to the end to say his name, although you already know it's Harley Morenstein. Uh, but yeah, check out Epic Mealtime, check out his Vines, check out his Snapchat. Uh, hey, send me a message on Snapchat, follow me on Snapchat, it's Burt Kreischer, it's not the other one, it's no longer Romeo Horsecock, I had to change it, um, it's Burt Kreischer, so uh, yeah, so enjoy him, uh, we have a great conversation, and listen, spoiler alert, when we start talking about Game of Thrones, he breaks it down, and if you're not up to speed, well, I guess you're probably up to speed, but make sure you're up to speed. It's just his theory on Jon Snow. It's really fucking genius. He is a pleasure to meet him. He does not need to be this cool and grounded. He could be a dick, and he is not. He was early to my house, and he just hung out. And Oh, I'm really glad I got to know him. I'm being dead serious. And if this podcast is for nothing, then I got to spend the day with Harley Morenstein, and I fucking love this guy, and I know you will love too. Ladies and gentlemen, from Epic Mealtime, Harley Morenstein. Talking that mic? Hello, hello, hello. Here, grab a seat right there. Um, all right. Talking yours? Hello, hello. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Here, this is the Roar app. Oh yeah, so I, and then I did like uh, this this show, Man Alive. It was basically our podcast. We did like twelve episodes. They were like just just fifteen minutes to twenty minutes, so nothing too crazy. But it's hard. It's not you know. Podcasts are different than uh, they're. Uh, oh, sorry, they're a different medium. I guess it's it's interesting. I'm I'm a little obsessed. I'm obsessed right now with your vlog. Your vlog oh, right you. now. And I saw you upload vlogs now. Yeah, I just started doing vlogs because I was like. I don't know, man. I feel like if you're not in front of the wave, you're behind it. Yeah. And I and I and I Casey Neistat was the first guy I've ever saw do a vlog. Him, and this guy, Mr. Ben Brown, that I really dug what they were doing. Like I thought, I thought to myself, as a person in the industry, I wonder if I could make that. I wonder if I could make it. You know, like I got the equipment, I have all the stuff. I wonder if I could do it. Mm-hmm. So I did one, and uh, I enjoyed the process. That was the most important thing. Is that I thought it was fun. I like I had a good time. 
like sitting and showing it to someone and like putting the music and going, what do you think? And like, that was fun for me. And then putting it out there and then getting responses and people telling me stuff. And I thought that was really fun. And then I kept doing it and then I got overwhelmed because I I started shooting more than I could edit. Mm. And uh, I brought this kid on to help me edit them. And then part of me, it's, it's, it gives, I feel a disconnect to them now. So I don't know. I, you, you were the first person we were saying this walking in, you were the first person I met that was doing something totally different than I'd ever seen in media at all. I say media, I'm not fucking 50, but I just say it like that as a coverall is we met, there was this guy that had this mansion out in the Palisades yep. and we were hired to do, it was me, you, Brian Poussain. We were, what was that? You did. You had an Abraham Lincoln face of bacon. Oh, it was the. I remember that was my first commercial ever. It was the Internet, ex, it, my, Internet, Internet Explorer. Explorer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> and I and and we so hung weird. out in the garage. And you, yeah. you you kept going. You were doing something that my friends do. Like my all my friends growing up, there was this cynical. Uh, it's like a it's like a a friendly cynicism. It, it's I, I wish the right way to say it. It's not meathead mockery. It was like uh, you said, uh, Bert in in that Montreal accent. <laughs> Bert the Conqueror, Conqueror, huh? What do you like, Conqueror? Like, but not being a dick, but just like. And I and I said, yeah, 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 yeah. And you were like, I go, I do like roller coasters and stuff. You're like, oh, cool, cool. I said, uh, what do you do? And you go, ah, I just make big meals or something. I said, cool. And then I went and watched you shot, and I, there was all bacon everywhere. And I was like, fuck. And then I got home. And I, that was the, my introduction to Epic Meal Time. No way. And man, there's a few things, and I can put it on a short list of things that I went, I'm not sh- I need to share this with more people than is possible right now. Uh, Fuck That's Delicious by Action Bronson is oh, one of yeah, them. Yeah, I love it. I actually expect him to die on the show. Oh. I keep watching him, like, is this the one where he dies? He, he is so <laughs> fucking good in that. Yeah. But man, Epic Meal Time was a factoid one of about Action Bronson, by the way, and, and Epic Meal Time. Yeah. The only person to book an Epic Meal Time, we have all the groceries, the set is set up, everything is set up, doesn't show up. Oh, and, and we've booked rappers. I know that's a rapper thing. Yeah. But only person to this day. And I'm almost like, I love it. I'm like legendary. You <laughs> fucking stood us up, dude, man. Dude, you are the reason <laughs> that I started drinking Jack Daniels at an aggressive rate. I almost enjoyed saying Jack Daniels. Like it was there was there were eccentricities about you and your group of friends that that I identified with so hardcore. Like I was like, oh, if my friends and I had been ten years younger, and media had been more accessible to us, or 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 we had had a better ideas, or or if we had had one guy that focused, or one guy that was as as maybe as charismatic as you were or are, but like one was, guy that was like, yo, guys, I'm really trying to be a fucking star because I don't want to elementary school teach the rest of my life, so I'm going to drag everyone through this, and that's that, literally that how, how it was that- for the first like. The first year, I edited every single Epic Meal. Really? I like it was all done on my cameras. Like I went out and filmed it. Like I'd call all the players. Doing like, as soon as the first one went up and it got like hundred thousand views, I'm like quitting my job. I'm like I'm committing to this. And I was trying to do everything because no one knew how to do anything. I was just like bringing them in because you know I needed people that knew how to cook. That was the one thing I don't I don't do. I still don't do. Yeah. I don't know how to cook. It's just weird. There's a cookbook with my name on it. I don't know how to cook. And like I, I brought everyone in because like I was obsessed with production. And I obsessed with editing. I used to like – it was like I would like download porn and like make super cuts because I wanted to edit. 
Like really? I would like just want to edit things. So I was just needed to do it. So once I was like, oh, I'm going to film me. My second favorite thing after editing is is watching me. So I'm like, this but is you, it. You've got a thing that that um, that basic cable networks always wanted. Always wanted uh, a guy who's in front of the camera that it was his dream, his project. His energy carried it through. Like you didn't, you never hosted it. You were you hosting it. Mm-hmm. Like that is, I'm telling you, as a guy who's been hosting professionally for 15 years. The way you commanded the camera did not ask. It it demand it it commanded it. It literally was. I it's one of those things where you just don't get it often, you know. Like it's so. Thank you. It was it it was one of those things that caught your eye and you just kind of stuck with. And you're like, fuck, man. I must have watched. I I don't think I don't think. I mean, I, there are certain things I can't do without thinking of Epic Meal Time. Right. I, you, I, does I, that make sense? There's bacon? things I hear. Yeah, bacon on bacon on bacon yeah. on bacon. We have a bacon sponsor now. Really? Yeah, Hormel Who? Black Label Bacon, um, which is good because it's a sick bacon. They have like jalapeno and stuff, and they literally like we get like a truckload of bacon like once a month. Like comes to the house. It's like can like can you? It's like so much cooler than like a, a running shoe sponsorship or something. Fuck, like, dude. I literally get a truck full of bacon. I like. want to change. I want to say you you honestly probably single handedly changed the perspective of bacon in this country because from Montreal, but the. I mean, I, the bacon on bacon. The way you would guys would do that was just so. I don't know. It just connected with whatever the heart of of a man is. Like you were like, "Fuck yeah, Jack Daniels." Yeah, and you know what? Like I find like uh, around that time, a lot of shows that started wanted to tap into the crazy food thing, yeah. and it was like wild and crazy food with wild and crazy guys and like. The difference was when we did the whole bacon thing. I wasn't like bacon is hot right now. We're gonna. It was just so casually like, yo, bacon on bacon, isn't that so? Wouldn't that yeah. be so good? That was the first place I ever saw of inter, interweaving bacon. Yeah, that's exactly. the first place we, I ever we, saw that. We then that came up because I was like, yo, we should. Serve, it was like the third episode, and like I'm like running out of ideas. I'm like, we'll just make breakfast and serve it on a bacon plate. It ended up being a breakfast fortress when we stacked it all up together, and we're like, oh, look at that. We'll just call it a breakfast fortress. But I was like, we need to make a bacon plate, and this guy. This guy Sean, who was the chef at the time, he was like, "Well, I could, we could do this," and he like showed it to me. He did it, and I looked at it. And I'm like, "This is the sickest thing I've ever seen." <laughs> I'm like, "Do you realize that I'm going to be making those for the next six years of my life now? Oh. Every single week." Yeah, it was weird. It was, and, and the bacon cake was so casual. Like we were just like, "Yeah, yeah, lots of bacon, more bacon, tons of bacon." It wasn't like to really capitalize on. Ba- it was just like. I didn't. I never really thought about it. No one really thought about it. They're like, "Oh yeah, what? Ninety percent of people like to start their day off with bacon. Like, you know what I mean? Ninety percent of people, ten percent of people are lying. You know what I mean? Or like trying to change their life to not do that. But I don't know. It wasn't like a means to an end. It was just like we liked bacon. You know, drinking. We liked drinking. Yeah. Um, and we liked each other. We just we just did it. We just it was cool. We just got together and did. So it. So how did it start? Did it start with just like. Like like started with one small hash joint, perfectly rolled up, and smoked in the backyard of my buddy's house. Really, <laughs> kind of. And it was yeah. one of those things like, you know, it was supposed to be a a, a um a fitness channel to an extent. Muscles glasses. The guy at the time, he was like, uh, he was you know looking into personal 
training and we were going to do this thing where, you know, I was like, oh, I want to get in shape. He'll train me. It'll be like we'll do it every single week. And then one day we'll have a cheat day. And so in classic uh, exercise, I'll start on Monday fashion. I'm like, let's start with the cheat day. Yeah. So we did the cheat meal first. And then when I looked at it, I edited it like a trailer. And then I was like, this is a little different than what we were expecting. I'm like, this might be something else. And when I counted the calories out in the video, I literally, we filmed it in June. I uploaded it in October because I used to sit back down and look at it and keep looking at it and be like, this is crazy. Look what we did. What do I do? I don't want to upload it. It's got to be perfect. It was like 10 minutes. And then I cut it down to eight, then to five, then to like whatever it is now. I think it's like under three minutes. It was like rough. Like I felt like I had something and I was like, like I really felt like this could be – this could get 30,000 views is literally what I was thinking. I'm like, this is really special. Yeah. And uh, I wanted it to be perfect and it literally was like two months. Then once the first one came out and it got 100,000 views, I was like, oh my god. And now I can't even be a perfectionist. Like we need to put the next one out on the yeah. same day. And that was in 2010 October. I have not missed that Tuesday for six years. Really? Yeah. Like kill me. Will you kill me? That's the thing. Do you have a bathtub you can drown me in here? Like, I want to die. It's overwhelming, right? Because you start to, at a certain point, you start going, like, fuck, I got nothing. Well, I mean, I'll be honest now because, like, because I love Epic Mealtime so much. I'll be honest now. If you go back and look, there is a point where you see me and I fucking hate Epic Mealtime. Really? (laughs) Yeah, I'm on the show and I fucking hate it. Like, you know, I, I had. I had uh, at that point I had lost friends, you know, money changes things. We're out of our Canada. We're living in LA. Like wait, I don't know wait, what's wait, wait. going so on. Wait, get to the like what? What do you mean? Like so obviously, obviously, anything that starts starts authentic and real, and everyone's like, man, I just want to do something cool. And then at some point, someone's like, someone's like, oh. Uh, how much money are you getting on ad sales? I'm sure that's where it starts. Yeah, it gets to a place where, like, you know, it's like uh, people would start looking at not just, m- like, money, but also who goes on certain trips. You know, we'd get a trip. I mean, we're, like, eight guys, and, like, we have, like, three flights to Vegas. Well, so I'm going. I'm bringing two people. So I have yeah. to select amongst friends. And I had a loyalty above popularity thing yeah where it was like even though these two characters are way more popular than these two guys these two will be going on this trip because these two went on the last one yeah and in 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 many ways it was just difficult because like i had to be a leader but i also had to be a boss but i also had to be a teammate i also had to be a friend and i had to run this this thing that was now like at the time like uh one of the top youtube channels and you know probably one of the first genuine youtube channels of like where it was like it it wasn't sponsored it wasn't it was just fan generated and it was a formatted like real people making a formatted show that wasn't backed by some like you know la uh company or it wasn't you know it didn't exist before it was literally and it came out of montreal it was it was weird on many levels we got we got lucky and the timing was perfect on so many levels you know and i know that that you know the biggest factor with my life today is luck um, and then the next one is hard work, consistency. Like I never, I never missed it. So at that point, if you go look through it, you know, you'll see me. I'm so, oh my God, I'm like so fat. My beard is disgusting. I don't even know what to do with my hair. It's just kind of like, like on my head. <laughs> I look like shit. <laughs> I like, and you like, like deep down I'm trying. Yeah. But I really like, I really don't know what's going on. And that was just like such a dip. And then, you know, 
when we came back to Canada, I was like, yo, I'm like, this is the best show. I'm like, this is the best job. I love this thing. And like, I really started to love it. You know, we just did the five-year anniversary this past October. And I was like, yo, we're doing Epic Mealtime for another five years. When it started in 2010, people were like, how long do you think this is going to be last? I'm like, well, five years and then it'll be, it won't be a novelty anymore. Well, like, yeah, five years later, it's not a novelty, but like we have a fan base, you know, we have like, you know, 300,000 people that are guaranteed to be there every single week, you know, and that number ends up, you know, turning out to close to a million after a month. And I'm like, we're going to keep doing it like, like, for another like, five years. I feel like every video I've seen got at least 3 million views. Yeah. But, you know, if you go look at the most recent ones, you know, it's a bit it's a bit slower of a crawl. But yeah, last year we had videos that were like, oh yeah, 500,000, 700,000. We go back and look at them. We're like, oh, sick, 2 million. When did that one get to 2 million? People go back and watch these ones. Like, you know, we have 580 recipes like up there. So it's a trip. It's really, it's it's a trip. What, Uh, no, what, what was the first, what was the first, uh, like bone of contention where you could tell that, oh shit, this is going to become more complicated. And I only say this um, because I only say this because to make you feel like you're in a safe place. Everyone that listens to my podcast knows that I, I did a Kickstarter to do a documentary on myself, and uh, and things kind of fell apart. And uh, and I'm no stranger to just like fucking stuff you don't want to talk about, like because mm-hmm. you go, I still have friends. I don't want to fucking like the guys that did the documentary. I still love, but just things got complicated and, and the documentary has never come out and I don't know if it'll ever come out. And and it's one of those things where, so I don't want you to feel like you don't have to talk about anything. Oh no, I, I'm, I'm totally yeah. comfortable. Um, I, well, the thing is like, you know, when, when I had issues with, or, or it's mostly people would have issues with me working with me. Um, cause you know, I'm the guy that's like, this is my vision. This is my thing. I put all the money in at the beginning. I started it. It's going to go my way. And I've always been very like, it's got to be this way. Yeah. And and even if people, you know, can can talk to me about it, if I really can't be swayed on something, then it'll just be that way. Yeah. Um, so that that's probably the first thing that that would be the problem with with what this was. But, you know, guys that left, you know, a couple of them ended up like, you know, writing like blogs about it or, or an article about why they left and why it was so bad. And like because they're gone and I'm still doing it, I can't really, you know say my part i'm just you know still doing epic meal time yeah and you know people have their issues and the, and they'll put it out there and so the sad thing is people that don't know anything about you know how much work who puts in or who's actually doing things who's not doing things they pick sides you know being like oh man you jew you sold out your friends you, you couldn't Jewish? give them money yeah oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like you better be jewish it's almost more racist <laughs> Just say it. Just know what it isn't. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I understand. No, no. no. I'm, uh, you and Gary Goldman are the two biggest Jews alive. Did you know Gary Goldman? No, I never. Oh, he's a comedian. He's like you. He's a, like just the fucking sturdiest stock of man ever. Like uh, six four, six five. Yeah, they make they make Jews big sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. So, so, so you were saying? I'm sorry. Well, so side side note. Other than uh, Amir, who cooks everything now, um, everyone is uh, is a uh, is a snake Jew. On Epic Meal Time. I could say snake Jew because I'm a snake Jew. Also, I was raised by slithering Jews. Uh, my parents get mad when I knock Jews on these because I always I always poke fun at uh, I went to Jew camp and stuff. So, you Did know. you? Yeah, I went to – I'm like I'm actually pretty Jewish. You know what I mean? Like, really? Yeah. Like, you know, I've been bar mitzvahed. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? like, yeah. I got What's a bar mitzvah. community like in Montreal? Very serious. Really? Yeah. They're like it, – it's a good thing. 
they're like good at it. You know, it's like, yeah, really, it's like how it is anywhere else. You know, it's like small, tight knit and like, you know, they, they have like, I, I was an integration aide, which like, you know, I was with, uh, like I would spend like, uh, my evenings with like mentally challenged kids and, you know, do little activities with them and stuff. And all those things are like completely free, you know, from like, you know, uh, at, at the Jewish Y from sponsors and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So things like that, it's just, it's, it's great. At the summer camp I went to. Uh, if your parents were divorced or if you weren't financially stable or they had this thing called the IVAL program, which was like Israeli victims of war, they sent them all for free. So it was cool. Like, you wow. know, like, yeah, it was like you got to experience summer camp, something that would cost thousands of dollars. You got to go for free because, you know, cool. some rich Jew wanted to put uh, his name on a rock on a plaque and wanted everyone to know that he spent money here. He wanted to have his name on a bench. Yeah. He wanted that. He wanted, he wanted those tax breaks and stuff. So we, I know, I know what he was doing. So was the dissension <laughs> when, when, uh, when Epic Meal Time kind of shook down, was there dissension literally among fans? Cause as a fan, I would just say as, as long as the product I'm getting keeps coming out the way I like it, well, that was it because it, it changes. You know what I mean? Like I, I like to – I always thought of it as like Wu-Tang Clan. You know, RZA has his vision and RZA is RZA and you do it RZA's way. And when Method Man isn't on the album, you're like, that hurts because Method Man is important. And as much as I love all of this, that's important. But you know what? Like if ODB is not there either, it's not quite the same. And yeah. then like if you don't have ODB Method Man, well, then it, it's just – it becomes a difficult task in itself, you know? And um, I think what we had with Epic Mealtime was, you know, the one thing that I knew because I started like five YouTube channels before Epic Mealtime. Really? Yeah, I'll never tell you them. They're all embarrassing and shit. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like I tried and I, it's not easy. It was not. And when Epic Mealtime happened, like I worked really hard to make it look like we weren't working hard. But I was like working it very hard. I thought I was like going to die. fucking effortless. Yeah. I thought I was going to die sometimes, like no sleep, like literally like I'm editing down to 7 a.m. on the Tuesday and hitting upload and then like falling backwards and four hours later, we're filming the next week's episode. Holy shit. You know, so when 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 people started to leave, I was kind of like the part that I that I was heard about. I was like, I don't think these people know that this is a once in a lifetime opportunity and should something Mm -hmm. happen for them. Again, like even I know, like I don't leave Epic Meal Time because I know, like I'm I'm relevant today, even because of Epic Meal Time. And as much stuff as I do on the side, or as much as many ways as I'll put myself out there, I'm relevant because I'm always there every week, like doing my show. And when you take yourself out of that, you know, and and you know, which, which at one point I wanted to, like I said, I was bummed out about Epic Meal. I was like, oh my god, I was like, I like you know, I call myself Sauce Boss on the show. I'm like, I literally fucking hate the Sauce Boss. He's so fucking loud. Shut up about Jack Daniels and bacon. Like, why don't you change your eating habits, you slob? You're killing us. <laughs> like, that's, you know? That's so fucking crazy, though, because, you know, it's, I guess, I guess the ultimate, the, the sizzle down of it is that for, for you, it's your life. For me, it's, it's five minutes of my day that I get to quote when I'm happy. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like I, I used to love, um, I I don't think you'll ever be able to appreciate the the reach that your show had. I used to love ordering Jack Daniels. I used to love it because I would go in a weird way. It was like an inside joke, you yeah. know. Um, I used to I still call him Baby Jack Daniels, like those <laughs> ones I have up there. Yeah. I, like I love Jack Daniels, and so, uh, but I can see how it it becomes it's your full life, and then for me, it's 
five minutes of the day, but that's you spending a whole week working on for my five minutes. Yeah. And then, and then, but you're right. That reach does get you into, like you did something that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen ever, ever. And had I seen it without the reference of who you were, maybe I would have passed it by. But the fact that I knew you, I like it was a, a life cheat and you had two toothbrushes and you yeah your top teeth and bottom teeth at the same time it was like a vine i think it was a vine yeah, it was maybe a vine. and i literally would laugh hysterically and i was like god damn it that's funny and in my head i was like he is much funnier than fucking epic meal time than anything he's doing i can't wait to see where he goes next and then and then i, I watched you on a million different things but recently i started watching your vlog like of you and your girlfriend just the silliest stuff going to costco and buying the yeah. the the bear yeah, I, I love my vlog because it's exactly what you're saying. I get to be like in, in many ways, you know, the sauce boss is like cause sauce boss can kick my ass. You know, he like, you know, he, he comes in and, and, you know, like the way I always played up the character was like, you know, he'll come in here and like smash a bottle of Jack Daniels over my head and suck my dick and kick my ass. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's maybe not the middle part, but he's just like. <laughs> He's like a crazy dude and it was like crazy and it was like so intense and like I'd like meet people like I, I would go get on business calls and I'd be like, you know, and I'd be like, hey, Harley and they'd be like, yo, what up, Jack Daniels? And I'd be like, yeah, listen, I don't really have much time. What's going on? You know, like oh, I got a job, yeah. you know, like people thought I was that I would literally like I, I would like I went back to Montreal and I'm like sitting down and I'm like, you know, uh, meeting a couple of friends, a couple of girls and I was just talking for like 30 seconds. This girl's looking at me and I'm like, what are you looking at? She was like, I thought. You were going to be the biggest fucking idiot. And I was like, why? And she was like, just from your show. I'm like, it's just act. Like, I'm not even yeah. like I'm, I'm like playing up something, but it's because it comes from a real place. It comes like, from a real I drink pl- enough. Yeah. I am that guy, you know, so yeah. it comes from a real place. You know, I, I everything. The character was, you know, when I did it, he was like entirely inspired by like Macho Man. And you know what I mean? And like yeah. just whatever comes out of my mouth at that moment. And. I, I played a character and it was always a character. And now my vlogs let me be like me. I'm like, yo, I'm buying Star Wars action figures. Look how yeah, cool yeah, yeah. they That's pose. The like I'm a part of a dude. You know what I mean? I was like, I was like, you have a lot of, a lot of genuine interests. Mm-hmm. Like you're not, you're not as maybe monocleistic as I, I think anyone who's a passerby fan might might see. You know? yeah, I love video games. I love computer really? games. I love, uh, I love. Uh, um, Star Wars. I love Game of Thrones. I love collecting I have, the action uh, figures. I have Star Wars action figures. I saw it as soon as I came in. It's yeah. sick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm obsessed with Yoda. Just, but just, uh, I had separation anxiety issues as a kid, and I used to bring Yoda with me to school, my top pocket. Oh, really? I'd talk to him at, during the day and be like, it's not that bad. We're not going to be freaked out. We're going to be fine. <laughs> and I told someone that. Uh, a guy's name is Jordan. He used to have a show on Travel Channel called uh, called Toy Hunter. And he sent that to me. He was like, hey, I thought I, I saw this as nice. a thing. But yeah, that uh, yeah, that was the interesting thing. What, when when did you make the first step into the vlog area? Um, I was like, I had my own channel from back in the day, and I would just post garbage on it, nothing, like test things, weird things, whatever. And just naturally from Epic Mealtime's growth, got up to like 100,000 subscribers. And uh, So it's a different YouTube channel altogether? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, Harley Mornstein. And uh, I, I just... You know, put up a video once being like, oh, I got a gaming channel. Go check it out. You know, uh, yep. And then like six months later, I'm like, yo, another video. I'm on set of my TV show. And I didn't really have anything. And then uh, about uh, 
about, I guess, 100 days ago. I saw it. What a weird reference of time to say 100 days ago. But it was about 100 days ago. Yeah. I um, came across a Casey Neistat vlog. Oh, no. You know what it is? I, whenever I see kids and they, they recognize, like, yo, epic mealtime. I'm like, what's up? And they're like, yo. And they're like, 13. I'm like, what are you little bastards watching on YouTube these days, eh? What are you guys like, you little dummies? Yeah. And uh, one of those guys like, Casey Neistat. I'm like, who is that? He was, you don't know Casey Neistat? And I'm like, shut up. Don't talk to me like that. You're like eight years old. And he's like, yeah, Casey Neistat is, uh, he's got the best videos. I'm like, why? And they're like, uh, he's got like a motorized skateboard. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, that's it? And in my head, I'm like, sounds like such a shit channel. So I go home and I like put on a Casey Neistat vlog and I'm like, whoa, this like exactly like what you said. I like looked at it. It's like it's like he's like if you're an adult and you don't fucking understand why 18 year old pretty boys like film themselves on their iPhone being like, yo, just eating a bowl of cereal now. Um, We'll see what I do today. Maybe go to a photo shoot with some friends. And then that gets like 180,000 views. And you're like, why would that be? Why would that be? If you yeah. are an adult like me or you and you don't get why that is a thing, Casey Neistat is like that that guy that takes you across like the river sticks into the vlog hell. Yeah. He will bring any adult there because you watch his and you're like, oh, now I get it. Now I almost understand why people watch those ones. Yeah. So I watched a Casey Neistat vlog. And I'm like, this bastard, he's like cutting up fucking cardboard paper. I'm fucking overwhelmed by his production value. (laughs) Yeah, I look at like. I go, you edit those yourself? No fucking way. You have a junior editor, you're paying $40 an hour, $30 an hour too. There's no fucking way. And I watch it. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, he's putting in like, it's like the perfect amount of effort in the places that don't take a lot of time that can make the whole thing go from like a six on 10 effort wise to like a 10 on 10 yeah. and like the time lapse and stuff. I'm like, this is a great vlog. The music's good. Yeah. And I watched it and it was very like discouraging too. I'm like, fuck this guy, <laughs> dude, dude. I watched his, him and Mr. Ben Brown's another guy, very different. And I say this by the way, I've said this and I hope that this comes out. Stop me if you hear this and it comes out shitty. But, like, sometimes Casey can get lost in ego in front of art. Uh, And there's this guy, Mr. Ben Brown, who that's the opposite. He gets lost art in front of ego. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you can't even follow his story because he's so busy shooting beautiful shit. You're like, I don't even – you guys surfing? What the fuck are you guys doing? But, like (laughs) – but uh, but Casey, like sometimes you're like like I can't listen to his uh, ask me anything's or like mail time I like but like but then that introduced me to unboxing and I think you did an unboxing and I was like what the fuck's unboxing I was like holy shit unboxing is a real fucking thing I thought that was <laughs> yeah. what, like, but like but like those guys really kind of I like watched their vlogs on how to make a vlog on the cameras to buy is this just buzzing on and off yeah I could think because it's over there it's not plugged in maybe or. Probably is, um, but like one of the things on how to make a vlog, on how to make a vlog, and then and Casey Neistat was like, like he really should do a show on how to organize an office, motherfucker. If you watch his video on how he organizes his office, it's it's actually when I watched the first vlog. Another thing that I said is like I looked at it and I was like, the reason why I came, I'm like, I was like, where is he? Yeah. Like, where is he? I'm like, those little stupid kids didn't tell me about his office. I'm like, where is he? What is he doing? And I was like, he, he, I was like, what's his life? 
you know? And then yeah. he like, you know, you sometimes you see him walk by his office. He's got employees. I'm like, what the hell? So then there's this, I need to know more about this guy. Yeah. And he's making it enjoyable for me to watch. And, you know, there was like layers to it. Uh, yeah, I, I was in I was in New York City and I met uh, with uh, uh, Jesse from Prank vs. Prank, uh, Shay Carl and uh, Ed, Ed Bassmaster. You know him? I know Ed, Ed Bassmaster. I follow him on on uh, Snapchat. I know Shay Carl. Is that Shaytard? Yeah, Shaytard. Yeah, yep. and Ed, and then, Ed Bassmaster. Yep. Not only does he have like one of the funniest YouTube channels, that guy in person is so hilarious. Like, really? He doesn't turn it off, but you don't want him to turn it off. He's literally he like who like he has like fifteen characters ready to go at any given moment. You know, he has this this bit where he like you know he, you know he was on the bike and he was going across the street and like a car like stopped really close to him. He's like, hey, watch it, buddy. And the guy was like, you watch it. And he takes out his phone. He's filming the guy. He's like, I'm putting you on the news. I'm putting you on the news, buddy. And I'm just like putting you on the news. Like we're yeah. like it's such a weird. <laughs> he has all these bits. He throws them on his bike and he's hilarious. Like I literally crack up the entire time. But when I was there, like. Shay and Jesse were filming a whole bunch and I was like I was telling them I'm like I have a hard time when I'm having like a great moment in real life to then be like oh wait hold on a second guys and take out the camera and be like yo what up we're here doing this it's hard and the fact that I'm like I look like an adult like if I was 21 I would feel more comfortable being like a cute little boy being like yeah I'm part of the future you old bitch like you don't get it but now like now I'm like it's hard I'm like an adult trying to do it it's weird to like do it even like Instagram taking selfies is so hard but my selfies get the most likes on my Instagram but like it's just hard for me because I'm like what am I doing there's that aspect of the job and like I get it I'm a ham I like to go in front of the camera and stuff but I don't want to like pose and take a picture it's different than when i go and 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 i'm funny and i was telling them that and they were just like "Mm, we don't care suck it up like you got to do the vlogs and you got to do them every day like that's the shit that's how you connect with your fans that's how people care about you and i'm sitting there i'm looking at these two guys like you know like vlog gods you know what i mean and uh like you know I'm like, I, I should do that. Yeah. So like I went home and I just did uh, I did a couple daily vlogs and then Shane Dawson, another big YouTuber, he tweeted at me. He was like, yo, I love your vlogs. And then I was like, yo, I should keep doing them then. Yeah. You know, like I'm like I'm talking to these guys. They're in the space. They're all like successful. I'm kind of just dropping the ball. And like you said, you go, you know, beyond the wave instead of behind it. Yeah. And it's and it, but the thing I, I, I've one of the things I've really wrestled with is. Living a life versus videotaping a life. Is that is that your Canon? Yeah, that's mine. That's so funny. I got the same one floating around. The G seven X. Yeah, the G seven X. The but like I, I and I I felt like the same thing. Like, where is the line between living a life versus filming it? Like last night at dinner with my kids, I put it on my uh, Snapchat. Is I think one of the cooler things that I'm slowly getting into. I, once again, I saw Casey Neistat talk about the way he views Snapchat and the way he uses it. And I went, oh, I've been using it like a fucking idiot. I've just been like, click, that's my day, click, that's my day, as opposed to telling a story like a filmmaker yeah. and going, this is what happened today. And I was like, wow. But when something funny happens, I'm like, oh, I'll get my camera out. I'll film it. And there is this disconnect that happens where you're like, where you're like fuck, how do I – like, what's the difference between a slow Tuesday with you and your girl going to Costco – Versus you and your girl filming. It's like literally when you guys bought that that uh, when you guys bought that um, big bear, I go, that's a line item. Yeah, of course you got to buy that. Yeah, was it two fifty? That's worth it for the vlog. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. That and it's so funny. Like 
I'll sit there and I'll I'll be like like you know sometimes even like we're sitting there and like she'll be like oh we got to go to Walmart and get towels I'm like I don't care I'm like so go to Walmart and get towels I'm playing Doom on Xbox then she'll be like but you need vlog content I'm like you're so right let's go get towels it's gonna be so <laughs> sick and then I'm like yo we're going to get towels I'm an adult oh that's so <laughs> but like yeah it's like but that's that's the beauty that's what I like about the vlogs that I do is that I watch I watch people. You know, I watch like, you know, some YouTubers that, you know, will get very sensitive and open up on the camera for an hour. I, I respect it in a way. It's just something that I would never be able to do, nor do I want to do. Yeah. I don't want to sit there and be like going through a rough patch with my girlfriend right now. There's some things where it's like that's none of their business. I don't need the audience that doesn't know our, our lives for real commenting yeah. on Instagram what they think about our relationship based on the one minute that I opened up to them on the vlog or – 40 minutes so my vlogs they never get there and in terms of like casey's spot you know like how produced they are they like i want to land in between those and i want to be able so like in my vlogs like you know sometimes i'll like put the camera down and i'll be like yo this is a sexy casey nice dot shot right here and i'll like say it on the vlog or i'll like walk into my hotel room with my camera set up in the hotel room already and i'll be like whoa this is my room oh what my camera's already in here (laughs) yeah like you know because the you know and every youtuber when they go traveling i don't know why they all do it it's so weird to me they like they like like OCD style spread out all the clothes that they're taking and the items that they're taking and they film yeah. it and it's all cute. And so like I did it. I'm like, yeah, I guess me too. I'm traveling. So this is what the YouTubers do in their dumb vlogs. So me too. Yep. Look, yeah. I laid it all out for you guys there. And, uh, you know, my girlfriend said something. She was like, yeah, she's like, okay. She's like, turn the camera off because like I'm getting sad. I'm like, no, I'm like, turn the camera on. Sad <laughs> is so hot right now on YouTube. Like cry. And. It's just, it's almost like, it, what's weird about my vlogs is like I get the audience, it would have to be people that watch vlogs, but also scrutinize vlogs and don't like vlogs for like what the majority of people like vlogs oh, for. that's why I like your vlog. Yeah. I like I, vlogs. I call it your dad's favorite vlog. It, it's, 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 it's picking apart a vlog. It's a, but I do that with everything. I do that with everything in life. I think that's, I do that with comedy. I do that with, with fucking cooking shows. I do that with the, with the overhead cooking shows that are like that are on all big on facebook where they just ingredients you know like I've, i pick apart everything what do, is there a part of you that feels like um like my problem with doing the vlog like i did a vlog uh with doug you know doug stanhope do you know sounds, doug stanhope is, he's a uh probably like the biggest um the most respected comic in the in the probably maybe in the world but like just legit one of the funniest guys you'll ever fucking hear. He is amazing. Big drinker. Uh, did the man show here for a while and then moved out, bought a, a compound in Bisbee, Arizona, and just got off the grid. Does the road, but does it his own way. Very different thinking guy. And I did a vlog with him. It's probably the last big one I did is I went out to his place and we drank for a night. We did a podcast and then I did that vlog. And then immediately I just start thinking of a TV show. Like I go like... Like, I could never have done Epic Mealtime because I automatically would have been like, how do I make this into a TV show? How do I change what's beautiful about this and sell it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that must have happened in droves to you almost every time you create something. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it got to the point when, you know, now I this weird thing of, like, digital wanting to go to traditional and traditional people want to grow their digital audience. Yeah. Whenever I come up with an idea, I'm like, you know, uh, I have this show that I've been – 
um, discussing lately uh, in Venterprise, which is it's basically like epic tool time. It's like, you know, if you what's the like bacon wrapping a pig is a silly thing to do. What's the bacon wrapped pig equivalent when applied to a video game computer? Or to a couch, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's this show, and as soon as I like come up with a show concept these days, I'm like, okay, here's the three minute version, here's the ten minute version, here's the thirty minute version, here's the forty five minute version, you know? Because like that's just where's it going? Is this yeah. going to go on a Netflix, a YouTube? Uh, where does it go? So every idea that comes through now is like, you know, not only am I like, oh, how do you turn this into a TV show? I'm like, how many versions of this show exist? You know? Really? How many people came to you and wanted to turn Epic Meal Time into a TV show? Um, we had, uh, we did six episodes on G4. Uh, yeah. And we filmed one and then G4 was like, we're Esquire now cancel everything. (laughs) So we had, uh, G4 became Esquire. So our, we have one pilot. Uh, I fucking hate it. I, I didn't like, I didn't make it. I'm like, Oh, TV. Yeah. You guys know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. And like, we went and we filmed it and then I'm watching the last cut of it you know and like i'm there with all the other epic mealtime guys and we're all like quiet as we're watching this show with all of us in it and like i hate it but i'm not saying anything i don't want them to feed off me being mad about it and i'm like you know maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm just scrutinizing too much because it's like one of the first things i didn't edit and it's a tv show and we're like watching and because it's tv it has things like you know stick around after these commercials you know and it's like on g4 so there's one part where I, I like I look at the camera and I'm like stick around after these commercials epic meal time is not over and then that goes to black screen for a couple seconds before it comes back and when it goes to the black screen I think it was my brother who's my, my partner also he uh it goes to the black screen he's behind and he goes mm, epic meal time might be over after this <laughs> and we all just started laughing we paused we're like how bad is it we're like are you cringing I'm like I literally want to die I want to die right now yeah. but I, don't, I can't believe this is going to go on TV when they were like yeah we're Esquire now we're not G4 I was like oh my god thank god burn the fucking tapes <laughs> fucking burn them and then uh, we, uh, we, we we spoke to huge networks we were really stubborn because the big networks come in and they're like hey you know your YouTube channel we want to have this show we want to call it like we want to take what you're doing. You know, you got this great thing. We're going to make the show, uh, you know, epic cooking time. I'm like, okay, it'll be for TV. Yeah, we own 100% of epic cooking time and all of its spinoffs. I'm like, but wait, I have epic meal time. You're oh, no. the spinoff. So and they, then so, so they were doing it. They just- would land grab and encroach on something that I've already built up for four years. So I was really like, no, I don't need it. And, and the biggest thing I had going for me for every meeting that I sat down with huge, huge networks, I was just like, I don't need it. Like, yeah. I don't need any of this. Doesn't matter. Like we we like we were selling crazy merchandise then. Your merchandise was fucking insane. That that bacon strips and bacon strips shirt. I swear to God, I I think that was like probably one of the most popular t shirts that year. I saw it on like the Biggest Loser. I saw it on like ESPN all the time. People in the crowds wearing it. Yeah, it was insane. We I think we almost sold seventy thousand of just that shirt. And that was like Holy my shit. mom in a warehouse, like packing the shirts. Holy my shit. My mom and my sister, uh, you know, my aunt, like my dad's business, like all friends, us, even us. We were putting in hours sitting there packing things, you know? Wow. Um, and we just nonstop. It was like crazy. So like then when we're sitting there and they're like, yeah, we're going to help you out here. And I'm like, but we don't need it. Like I don't think you guys understand what we're doing also. So we had that going for us. So – it was only until A&E uh, made a network called FYI about uh, two years ago, and they reached out to us, and they said, oh, we're changing the bio channel to FYI, and uh, it's a middle-aged 
um, women demographic, but we're going to have one show that is a different demo and who knows, maybe it changes the tone. And so they did uh, Epic Meal Empire, which we did 17 episodes. And, oh, really? Yeah. And I, I think I want to say I saw that. Yeah, you may have, you may have seen it. We put it we put one up on the internet the first episode, but the thing is, I I fully I went like balls deep on this one because I learned from the last time. I'm like, no, no, no. Well, now we're gonna make the show, and uh, the uh, the executive producer Greg, we were Greg Heller, we were really close, and we worked like you know all the time. He knows everything. The guy's like been making shows for so long, and like I knew what I wanted, and he knew what was possible, wasn't possible. I'm like, yeah, I want like a, I basically want the show to be Ghostbusters. Well, we're the Ghostbusters and we come with like our gadgets and stuff and we like make a sick meal for someone and like we get all these these clients call and the Ghostbusters had this the Ecto-1 which was like a retrofitted like medical car. Yeah. I was like, so we'll get an ambulance called the Ambulance, put a pig nose on it, we'll put a burger turret on top and like I said all these things and like a bacon weave grill. Yeah, they they made it. I went yeah. like bought an ambulance the first episode. It was really weird. And <clears throat> I got – I made this show but the show was so – it was a reality show making fun of reality shows in a way. Yeah. Like one episode was Beat for Beat, a complete rip of a Duck Dynasty episode. Really? Like there's this episode – and we knew that. We did it on purpose. I mean like there's this episode where he like – he gets a call. They, like they're messing up at the warehouse. He, they're not sending the duck callers out fast enough. So like on Epic Meal Empire, it was like I got a call. I'm like I got to go back to Montreal. We got problems with the merch, shipping it out. And I go there and I do this whole thing and I'm like, oh, you guys. I'm like you think uh, – you, you know, you think the uh, – uh, I, I basically do this whole thing. I'm like telling all the employees. One of the employees is like, well, this is kind of like that episode of that show with the guys that sell them. I'm like, what? No, stop talking about that. And that episode ends with a huge dinner. This one ends with a huge – we had fun making it. I love the show. It's yeah. so funny. I worked so hard trying to get Live in La Vida Loca to be the theme song for it. Like <laughs> it was like no holds barred. I'm like this time I'm going to do it. I'm going to have Ricky Martin as the theme song. It's just it, – and uh, that was like half a million dollars. So we, instead we went with I've Got the Power. I've got the power. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I love it. It's great. But I, I love the show. And we did 17 episodes. One of them was a one-hour special. Um, some of the craziest meals we've made are on it. Uh, but, you know, the, it went on FYI. And, like, FYI is, like, a paid cable channel. Like, you have to pay for it. They have, uh, uh, they have, uh, they have a show. My friends just Love at First Sight, Tiny Houses. A zombie House. Is that FYI? I don't know. A zombie House, maybe? I don't know. My friend just called me and was like, hey, you check out FYI. They got a pretty good channel, and I just like I just I'm on this thing right now where I feel like 50 percent of the uh, cable providers are going to be gone in a, in like five years. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just assume it because yeah. like half of what I watch is just online. Yeah, like, I'm not going to be a, I won't be a cord cutter, but just they won't have the numbers to bring in advertisers to make product anymore. Right. Yeah, I feel like. Well, I like, I mean, TV is, it has uh, something to it. Like I'll put on TV and like, I'll put it on and it'll be on. Sometimes that's Netflix these days, but still like, I'll just put on TV and like, it's not like, I don't think about it. You know, I'm doing something else. Have you watched Viceland? No. Viceland is great. I think it's, I'm assuming it's based off of Vice. Uh, Eddie Wang, you know him? I assume you'd know him, but like, fuck that's delicious on there is on there. Noisy with uh, oh yeah, it's their channel. Zach Goldbaum. Yeah, yeah. They put uh, actually what was they used to have great internet content. Now they're just smart or whatever it is. A lot of their their better content actually goes on that channel. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like that is <laughs> now. Granted, now there is like I, I said one time a long time ago to my dad, I was like, why do they make yellow Mustang convertibles? He's like, it's not every asshole wants a fucking red one. 
And I was like, oh, oh yeah, I never thought of that. Like, I was like, why would they make an ugly? He's like, it's different tastes. So clearly, there will always be a, uh, a, a, a I don't want to say logo because then that makes it feel like I'm homophobic, but like a logo, an oxygen, a this, a that, as well as an FYI and A and E. But like, but like, I like what Viceland's doing, and they're making content for interested people. Me, my wife and I watched this thing about fucking uh, soccer in Bosnia last night on Viceland, and we we're like, "This is fucking amazing!" And that's a little bit what the internet is: is you'd get onto something and discover cool shit from it. Yeah. But you're right. There's a place for TV because you put it on, and one thing you know, you're watching fucking noisy with Zach Goldbaum, and then next thing you know, you're watching fucking Vice World Sports, and it's Two different types of show, but the entertainment's there. Mm-hmm. Now, what, have you ever thought about doing film at all? Uh, yeah, I was in. Um, uh, I was in a. Kevin Smith did this Canadian horror movie called Tusk. I love yeah. it. Did you ever see it? No, I, I did I, not. I actually really like. Man, it is messed up. Yeah, it, I it, heard great things about. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's about a, a guy, a reporter, go a podcast guy goes to record a podcast in Canada with this dude that has crazy stories. And then that dude ends up drugging him and surgically operating him to be a walrus. That's yeah. fucking... <laughs> it's really gnarly. I, I like it a lot. It's a really messed up movie. Yeah. And, like, it even has... It has, like... It's like a... It's like a horror movie. It has this, like... It starts off... It has, like, this great Kevin Smith dialogue. All of it is, like, so amazing. And then it just get, it takes this turn, and you're like, oh, my God. Did you ever see Red State? Uh, it's a Kevin Smith movie. They These kids go to meet this girl. John Goodman's in it. They go to meet this girl, and they, it ends up being like uh, they're really intense religious people, and I don't think uh, so. but it's good. But it's like you're kind of like go see this Kevin Smith movie, and then you're like, oh whoa, I didn't know it was that type of movie. People yeah. die, and then in Tusk, it's like you know you're like, oh wow, this just got super messed up very quickly. Um, but I have a cameo in that. I'm in uh, that clip's online actually. Um, my my one little scene. Um, I play a Canadian border agent, but Kevin Smith was on Epic Meal Time, and then I went and I was. Uh, he gave me a cameo in that movie, and then Yoga Hosers is coming out right now. He gave me a cameo in that one as well, and uh, and then on the set of Yoga Hosers, he said that uh, he said he announced to everyone. He said, "Yeah, Harley's going to be the lead in Moose Jaws, which we're going to film." And then he asked me if that's okay if I shave my beard for the role at the time, and I was like, "Yeah, that's awesome." So, okay. yeah, so Moose Jaws apparently it's it's like Jaws but a moose in uh, the wilderness of Canada. And I'll, I'll be one of the leads in that, and I'm really excited because it just—it's like such a me movie. And you know what was really awesome about Kevin Smith is that, like, I had this one scene where I'm a Canadian border agent, and I'm reading the script. It's like 4 a.m., and I'm reading the script. Like the call times at like 7 a.m., but I can't sleep because I'm like I can't make a fool of myself. And I'm like reading the script. It's like one page, and then I get an email, and I open it up, and it's from him. And he goes, "Here's your scene. I just added some bits." And like the one page now became four pages. Yeah, and it was like so perfectly customized to come out of my mouth. Yeah, it's like he knows who was. And I was like, "Whoa!" I'm like, "That's inspiring." The guy's like, the guy's like already legendary status, and here he is at like 4 a.m. rewriting the scene for, for tomorrow. You. And it's just, it's yeah, it's just the scene, you know. I don't even feel like it was for me. It was just because he, it's his movie. Like he yeah. wants it to be the best. And then when I got there. I'm in the scene with Justin Long and, you know, Kevin's like everyone out except for Harley and Justin. He's like, let's run through it a couple times. We run through it like six times. He pulls out five more jokes out of thin air on it. And he just like took the scene from here, then brought it up and then brought it up. And I, when I got back to like and started filming Epic Mealtime, I'm like, that's the way it's got to be. I'm like, you should see him with his movies. 
you know, we're making these videos. We want to wrap it in bacon. You want to deep fry it. Okay, well, then cover it in cheese and wrap it in bacon again and deep fry it because that's what Kevin Smith would do, you know. And uh, I actually, he was, he, I, this just released, it's called uh, Holidays. You ever see that movie VHS? Like yeah. those anthology yeah, movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's like one of those based on the holidays and Kevin Smith did the Halloween one. It's called Halloween and it's uh, uh, I'm in it. His his daughter's in it and a couple other girls. And I'm basically like they're cam girls and I'm their pimp. And I'm like a disgusting, like emotionally and physically abusive guy. And then they basically uh, torture me. Uh, I mean, it's the point where they... Uh, you know, uh, they 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 have a thing stuck up my ass, hooked up to a car battery. You know, they want to cut my parts off with a knife, and like it's very graphic, like so graphic that my mom was like, "You're in a movie, and you didn't tell me." I'm like, "Mom, sit this one out for like ten. She's like, "Why, my baby?" I'm like, "No." I'm like, "Sit this one out." Dick blood, mom. There's dick blood in it. You don't need to see that. And so it's the one thing of mine that she hasn't watched. I told her not to, but it's really messed up. Um, and, and that was great. And that's. You know, those things are so surreal to me because, you know, I used to – I started Epic Mealtime. I used to go to auditions. I used to, you know, want to be in things. Um, Is that what your – was that was that your initial want was to be like an actor or an editor? Or- yeah, when I was when I was uh, um, five years old, the first movie I saw in theaters was Terminator 2. Yeah. To this day, it's still my favorite movie. And I walked out of that movie. Imagine your first movie experience to see Terminator 2. It was like yeah. unbelievable. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger, just his lines, everything. It was so nuts. And I remember walking out and being like, oh, I'm like, I want to make a movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. My dad's like, what's the plot? And I'll, I remember this so vividly. I'm like, what do you mean the plot? What's the plot? He was like, the plot is what the movie is about. And I was just like sitting quietly thinking about it. And I'm like, yeah, I'll get around to that one day, figuring out what the plot is. Yeah. And I, I, since then, you know, being five years old, I was like, I want to be in movies, be in front of movies or behind movies. I want to make a movie. I want to make a movie starring me. And I want to give me the best lines. And like, you know, like, and it yeah. basically ended up being like epic mealtime. I'm like, oh shit, well, if it's going to be cooking, it'll be cooking. Fine, you know? But I'm, I'm going to produce and I'm going to get to go in front of the camera. And like, I love food, I don't like cooking. But I love food so much. You know, yeah. I'm I'm the guy that like, you know, you come to my town. I'm like, yo, here's the place where we're going to go. Well, that's like that's I, th- I want to say that's inherent in Montreal, if possible. Like, I feel like you guys are different than us in so many ways. And one of them is like a real zest for food. Like, yeah. I feel like everyone in Montreal is a foodie. Yeah. Montreal f- food is like, you know, s- some of the things there that people see on the menus and stuff they think are crazy. Like, you know, there's this place in Montreal where you can get duck in a can. And they come and they bring you a plate and they put the plate down and then the waiter takes out this can and he takes a can opener and he opens it and he turns it upside down and just like a duck comes out of the can and it's like just so – it's like, you know, like so buttery goodness, like really? like foie gras, like out of the can. It's like – it's just straight up a can. But it you can go to that same place and order the full pig and get like, you know, the cheeks, all that stuff, everything. And like, really? Yeah, it's a great place. Au pied de cochon, like – that's just one of many places in Montreal where, you know, there's place Joe Beef where you eat in in the garden where all the ingredients that you're eating you're eating amongst it, really? in the garden. Yeah, and like they have these phenomenal. Then uh, uh, there they have this thing called uh, they have a foie gras double down. Remember the double down? KFC was like two pieces of fried chicken with bacon and cheese in between. They have yeah. the same thing but fried foie gras. You know, it's heavy when I order it and I'm like, have half of it. I'm like, guys, I won't be able to finish anything else if I eat Shut this. Shut up. Yeah, the, like Montreal has got great, great, great food. 
Um, I feel like it doesn't get enough credit. You know, you got to really know to not. know. I, you know? I feel like you I know, like, but like people I know, don't know. I know because of uh, there's this girl uh, who was on. I think she was on Cooking Channel named Nadia G. Nadia G. <laughs> that's by the way. That's Montreal. The way she sounds, the way she is, yes, that is Montreal. Bobby Flay and I. Like, bro, let me tell you, okay? You want to make a lasagna? I'm going to show you how to make a lasagna, bro. And then we're going to go hang out and get some drinks, and then we're going to eat again. Yeah. Like, that's Montreal. Bobby Flay and I were hanging out with her, and we were both talking behind her back. We're like, what is that accent? It's so sexy, but we can't put our finger on it. And then we're just talking, and she's beautiful, as is, but like that accent makes her so gorgeous. Throw on the tattoos, the shaved part. You're yeah. like, this is a lot to handle. Fuck, I yeah. don't. You're more woman than I could ever deal yeah. with. Like I couldn't. I, like, how would we even have breakfast? I don't even know what I'd order. Yeah, I, when I first saw her, one of the first times I met her, I saw her and she came. She knew what Epic Meal Time was. She and she was so she's so nice. She's like, I'm a host on Bitch and Kitchen. Yeah. She was talking to me. I'm like, oh my god, you would never ever fuck me. Ever, ever, <laughs> ever, like, and then I, I wanted to find out who she does fuck because I want to. Oh, it's like, what is it? What does that look like? Where does that top of the mountain go? Yeah, she is so cool. Yeah, but that accent, that Montreal accent, just blows me away. Yeah. It's so sexy. Yeah. Like, not when you have it. No, I know. I'm just saying, I have the weird end of the stick. I say like ham, ham. Do you speak French? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is that everyone just raised? You have speaking? to. Really? Yeah, you have to, you have to speak French. Literally, like you get to the fourth grade, and then they're like, "Hey, everything's French now. Learn French." Really? Yeah. And you know, every restaurant place you have, they they have to have the French prominent and above, and seventy five percent bigger. There's language police. If you don't, if you have English sign up saying sale fifty fifty percent off, like they'll come in and close your place down for two weeks and fine you. Really? Yeah. Now you're living in Montreal right now. Yeah. Will you always live there? I lived in LA for two years. Um, These are my kids and their friends. When I first came uh, to LA, I went. Uh, I lived in Hollywood. Yeah, like an idiot Canadian. I was like, oh, I'm in LA. I want to walk out and see, like, you know, the Walk of Fame. I'm in Hollywood now. Yeah. Uh, fast forward two weeks later, literally two crackheads having the exact same fight every morning, <laughs> and I hear it perfectly through the window. And I'm just like, why did I do this? <laughs> and then I moved to Silver Lake uh, a year later when we were filming the TV show. And Silver Lake, I'm like, this place is great. I'm like, yeah. this is like normal. Yeah, this Silver is cool. Pretty amazing. But like, you know what? I've always been a fan of New Balance. And, you know, I, I, I grew a beard because I was lazy, not yeah. to be part of anything. And I wear plaid because I'm Canadian. But now I'm in Silver Lake. I got New Balance on a beard and a plaid shirt. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a fucking type in this yeah. You know, I'd say, but where do you, I'm in Silver Lake. Oh, obviously, look at, I'm like, hey, I was doing, I'm Canadian, not because I'm trying to be cool. It's the ugly version of that, you know? Do you have a kinship with other Canadians when you bump into them? Like, are there any other Canadians you run into out here? You're like, hey, what's up? And they're like, hey. That- <laughs> I, I normally avoid doing business with Montreal Jews. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, like that. <laughs> But no, Canadians, you know, other YouTubers, yeah. you know, we're like, yeah, Team Canada, you know? That's fucking cool. Where do you right. see, where do you see you going? Like, where do you see you to do what, like, like, what is the, like, I ask this myself all the time, like, what is the end game of my, of my media? Like, what is, like, what's going to happen? If the, uh, that's, I mean, it's a weird question to ask, but like, like, where do you see Casey and you and Shaytard and 
fucking Ed Bassmaster and all the Viners. I mean, you seem like you've picked up on any social media app that comes out and kind of, I would, I'm, I'd, I'll say dominated it, but that's, I know you would never say that, but like literally every one of your, anything you've picked up on, you've gotten really good at very quickly. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I guess like, you know, if if, if the subject is me acting like an idiot, then like I, I get excited about it, you know, like Snapchat, I was like, oh, I understand. I get what this is. You know, the first few months it was dick pics. Now everyone's over the dick thing. So yeah. now the story thing, I'm like, I get it. I'm like, I understand. Um, you know, even uh, two years ago, I started a Twitch channel. What's you know? Twitch? Twitch is the Fucker. number one, um, well, the number two online web streaming service after netflix so when i heard it said like that i was like wait it's number two after netflix for like for live streaming like for streaming content i was like well i'm gonna do this you know so it's it's a gaming thing okay gamers what a fucked up culture Gamer gamer culture is very strange, and I get it because I'm a gamer. I will I'll see a trailer for a game, and I'll be like, "Oh, this game looks like shit." And then I'll go to the video store, and I'll be like, "Here's five bucks for that game that's coming out in two years, and this five dollars guarantees that I'm going to get a copy of it, even though they always have more than enough copies." Why do I do that? Because you know, when the game comes out, I'll get a special hat in the game, you know, yeah. a little game hat that no one else has, or whoever else spent five bucks putting the money down on the game. So gamers have a weird money culture already on Twitch. People donate a lot. So, you know, I, I know like I, I, I've been streaming and like, you know, I got donated $350 once I'm playing a video game and you know, someone donated me $350. And I was like, Oh my God. Wow. Thank you so much. That's so crazy. And after I reached out to him and I was like, Hey, I'm like, I want to know why the fuck did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> like, why did you pay someone $350 and he was like, dude, he's like, you know, he's like, I got a good job. Love watching the things. He was so happy you said my name. I've been watching Epic Meal Time since 2010. It was just the least I could do. And I was like, okay, I understand. And then I started watching Twitch. And then I started watching streamers. And then I started giving people like 20 bucks, 40 bucks. You know, I, I gave someone 100 bucks once. You know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, like I get it. Like, you know, you say it. You're like, you're, here it is. It goes into that pile. You know, maybe that person donates it to someone else, whatever it is, or who knows what happens. It was just like it took time, but I understood. You know, you subscribe to channels on Twitch. It's five bucks a month. Really? So you pay five bucks. And what that gives you is it gives you a little logo next to your name. That's it. Some channels have only subscribers can chat, but those are the top, top channels. You know, some of those channels I've seen them, they get like $120,000 in donations. Really? Isn't that fucking insane? That is insane. Think about it. Like when you were younger, I don't know if you were anything like me, but like, you know, a game that was awesome to play was Contra because you could both play at the same time. Or maybe someone else would play and you would take turns, but you would never want to sit there and watch your friend play the entire game, let alone have your friend play the entire game and talk the entire time and you can only type back at him but that's what it was and it took me time to grasp it but sometimes like with vlogs it clicks I'm like oh I get it now yeah. I understand the appeal um, and then YouTube released YouTube Gaming um, you know and other than Epic Meal Time on, on Fridays we do this show called Handle It it's an instructional cooking show but Monday to Friday from 11am uh, till 6pm uh, original gamer show, which is my gaming channel. Uh, I have a guy that's live five days a week. So we went from Twitch to YouTube gaming and I pay a guy a salary, like a 23 year old kid, a salary to go into my basement Monday to Friday and play like video games on my like top of the line computer. 
And I sit there and I'm like, I think this will like when you say like what's the end game yeah i don't fucking know all i know is i'm paying a young man a salary to play video games in my basement because i'm just kind of doubling down on that some shit's gonna happen yeah and i might as well be doing shit to be a part of it yeah um and i like to go down when he's done his work i'm like hey i'm like you got the best job (laughs) i'm like you know if i was younger and i knew that there was a job that existed where i could sit and play video games monday to friday yeah. and get a salary i'm like i would quit school immediately fuck yeah i'm like so i'm i'm awesome job creator and all those everyone that's on the show now on epic meal time it's it's a beautiful thing and a sad thing as well you know some people left with issues you know we've we've all reconciled that um so that's that's all cleared out now. Um, then there's other guys that left, you know, start their own production companies to host their own cooking shows. So it's cool. Everyone graduated, but there was this whole turnover. And now I have all new guys on the show. I went from being the youngest on Epic Meal Time, and now I'm the oldest on Epic Meal Time. You know, I had guys like, you know, my buddy, he's like, hey, I'm married. We're trying to have a kid. I'm 33 years old. Like, I love Epic Meal Time, but I got to I got to change, you know, I got to do something. Yeah. I was like, I get it. You know, he, he's in production now, Dave. Uh, if I ever, if I'm making something, we need another producer. I know this guy. I worked with him. I love him. You yeah. know, we'll, we'll do it. But I understand why he wanted to move from Epic Mealtime. Uh, so now I have all these guys that are like, you know, 23, 26, 27. Oh, I'm, I'm the 30 year old. It's so different. They're so happy. And, and the show is completely different, completely different now. I play more of myself than I do the sauce boss. You know, little spatters throughout for bits and stuff, for, yeah. for skits. But I, I'm more authentic. And now what we do is we cut the music at the end of the eating and we, we eat. We literally just eat and talk about it as we eat, which is something back in the day we never did. Yeah. You know, people used to be like, oh, my God, they always cut it. They spit the food out. Why don't, why don't you show us swallowing? And I was like, if you want to see men swallow, just Google men swallowing. <laughs> uh, (laughs) Are you still editing it? No, not Epic Meal Time. But my vlogs, I have to edit. You have to edit? Yeah. It's like my vlogs, if it's not me, oh, my God, they would be shit. Yeah. I could edit me. You know, you must know what that's like. You know you. I know know what makes makes me cringe about me and what will make people cringe about me. And then I – and it's it's an interesting dance, the – it's an interesting dialogue that you share with your fans. And if you're not doing it yourself, I, part of me goes, the fuck, why are you doing it? Like, yeah. like it's not, you know? No, that's it. Like, the editing the vlogs was uh, something that I was like, I'm going to stick with that. I'm yeah. going to keep doing it. So now all, all the guys that are on Epic Meal Time, they're all young. They're hungry. They're very excited. And it, it's cool. It's, like, nice. It, it, like, makes me inspired again, you know? Um the other guys, uh, they got, you know, they were older and there was just so many things, you know, jaded in some ways just from being there at the beginning and seeing where it went, what it's doing, how it is, what's happening, you know. So it's nice to have these um, fresh guys. I actually like to say where I'm from, it's called Dollar Days or Mo. It's just a town in Montreal, oh, yeah? a suburb. And it's uh, it's actually apparently one of the fastest growing Jewish communities in North America. It's a very Jewish little suburb. Yeah. And... Uh, Everyone, almost everyone on Epic Mealtime lives in Dollard. So I, I like to say I, I, I like to call myself the Schindler of Dollard because <laughs> I gave all these Jews jobs and saved their lives. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Do you know Do you know Red Band? Uh, what's that? Joe, uh, Joe, you know, do you know, Joe, you know Joe Rogan? I never met him. Do, oh, God, you got to meet Rogan. Rogan used to be really, really big into gaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I knew uh, that. And he's probably more into podcasting. The I think the same kind of 
view we have on uh, on media, Joe shares, if not, was the impetus of, for me to start revolutionizing the way I looked at it. But Red Band is, uh, was his partner for a very long time. Still partners up with him, but does his own podcast. But Ryan, Brian Red Band is his name. He's really into gaming. You and him should get together and talk. You guys could fucking. He's got a friend named Cliffy B. I, I know him. Know. Yeah, he's yeah. wild. Yeah, I, met, I met him. I was a big fan of Unreal and Gears of War, the games that he made. And then at uh, one of these gaming events, I, I saw him. And, I, and he invited me to try his new game, Lawbreakers, which is close to release. But it was... Uh, a year ago and he's just like I used to read articles about him and see things of him and just like I remember I think it was a Lamborghini he had he was the first time that I saw like a video game developer like you know like get out of a Lamborghini with like a dime piece and like you know he's got his shades (laughs) on and I'm like oh shit like that was the moment when I was like you know what I grew up playing video games I grew up browsing the internet I grew up reading comic books and I did like not that people could bully me because I was still a big guy, but you know my friends mocked me for it because yeah. you know they were into like you know other. I mean, I played football, but like they were like they didn't like to play video games. They didn't like to read comics. And now I look at like you know the Marvel movies coming out, and I see some like you know Cliffy B pulling up in the Lambo, hopping out with the shades on, and I'm like, yo, this is our world now. Yeah, I'm like, this is awesome. Like I'm like all the shit that I liked. Like, I'm happy it went that way because now I get to see, like, you know, $400 million Marvel movies and stuff like that. Oh, my daughter's into comic books and, uh, like, really into them. And it's so interesting. We do a show up at Nerdist Melt- Meltdown. Yeah. You've been there? Yeah. We, we do a comedy show sometimes. Uh, do you know Doug Benson? Uh, not. Man, I, there's I, a I, lot I of people him. you need to be dialed into. Yeah, into I met there. him at uh, this uh, Comedy Central thing, the thing at Cheetah's. Yeah. Um, so I met already. him there, but. Do you smoke I, pot? Uh, I don't smoke weed. Yeah. Um, when I do smoke, I'll smoke hash. Oh, really? Yeah. What's the difference? In well, when you smoke weed, you're like, oh, I'm so stoned. Let's watch a movie. And when I smoke hash, I'm like, yo, I'm so stoned. Let's write a movie. Yeah. It's like that difference yeah. that I need, you know? But then also, you could also smoke hash and be like, I need to lie down for 40 minutes before I even think of doing anything. Yeah. And then in 40 minutes later, you're like, okay, I feel better now. Better enough for a hash joint. <laughs> Doug, Doug does a, a podcast, Getting Doug with High. Getting Doug it? with High. Yeah, I know about I it. love it. Yeah. Well, that's I what I was going to say. I don't know if he, he would remember me because he was, he was super stoned. And like we were about to do this thing and he came in and I'm like, like he's that level of stoned where I would – if I'm that, I'm like, why the hell did I get so stoned before this? I'm going to fuck up everything. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be able to speak. It's going to be dumb. I'm going to be – and he came yeah. in like on that like super high level of being really high and I was just so amazed. I'm like he's – like that's where he wants to be. He wants to be there for this. Like I've that uh, like obnoxiously stoned and I was like, Wow. He got – we did a 420 show on 419, the show uh, we got done at, at four, midnight 420. I've never – two things. I've never seen anyone approach the stage that high in my life. <laughs> and I've never seen anyone take that many bowl hits after a show because everyone wants a picture of him smoking out of their bowl. Oh, my so God. So he maybe hit 150 different bowls. And oh, I was like, so funny. fucking blown away. Couldn't even imagine putting my lips on something that 100, 150 different people. Oh, I, yeah. it was, I was, blo- me, I forget who I was, me and Matt Fultron were just staring at him going like, like I end up having to do shots with everyone. That's my, yeah, sort of big I drinker. get that. That's, I get that too. You should do, uh, man, I, I want to introduce you to anyone 
that I'm friends with that you'd like to meet. Sick vlog content. Please. We just hop in the car together. We go do it all in a day. Wake up early. We'll go be like 10 a.m. till like 8 p.m. Like every single person all on the vlog. Just I'll meet. Go from you know, house to house. Introduce me to every single one. They're like, hey, Harley, this is Doug. I'm like, oh, Doug, yeah, we met once before. I'm like, all right, now we're going to go meet this guy. <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> Give me your card. Let's, I drop my card off at everyone. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's be, do a, that. be a good vlog. Next time you come out yeah. to L.A., let's do that. We'll do yeah. a fucking, we'll get an Uber and we'll just <laughs> fucking go with a bottle of Jack Daniels yeah. around the fucking town and just oh, say hi to so everyone. Cool. At that point, we're calling Uber and we're like, yeah. Hook us up. Oh, that would be fucking great. That's see, that's why I need you in my life. The way you think. <laughs> Immediately I'm like, I'll just I'll just do a max mass text and so you have everyone's number and you're like vlog content. Oh, but that's it. But that once you get into the vlog, because like, you know, I'm doing the dailies. I'm trying to do the dailies. It's I'm so like, hard. It's, I can't dude, do it. I, I, I want to do it. It was shutting my brain down. It is very hard. But like, you know, when you get a good groove, there's there's a payout to it. You see people, people watch, more people watch. Your view your viewership goes up when you yeah. do the daily one. And so now I'm always just like, my cousin will be like, oh yeah, this thing's going on. You want to, uh, we want to attend this event. I'm like, no, he's like, it's good content. I'm like, good content. Let's do it. Fuck. All about the content. I need it it's every day. It's good if you can micromanage your day and go, that's what I'm shooting for my vlog. For me, I end up shooting all fucking day and I don't See, know. I'm the this. opposite. I get home and I like shoot, you know, a couple times and I, and I piece it out. I'm like, I can't put up this six minute thing. And then I'm like, okay, I'll just take my camera back out. I pop it up. I'm like, yo. You guys see Game of Thrones this week? And I'll like talk for four minutes. I'm like, that'll round it off nicely. Are you into Game of Thrones? Yeah, I love it. Like hardcore? Yeah. I'm fucking obsessed. Yeah. I even watched the after Game of Thrones, which it wouldn't hurt them to put up pictures of everyone they're talking about. They have a screen behind them. Right. Just put a fucking picture. Yeah, of course. I don't, sometimes stand as something. I don't know who the no, fuck that uh, is. No, the, there's lots of names. And even when I was reading the, I read the first book. Really? I read the first book. Then I watched the first season. I was like, okay, that was so close to the book that I'd be a fool to keep reading the books. Yeah. I'll just get ahead and be mad. And then I'll, I'll sit there and say things like, well, it was different in the books. You know what I yeah. mean? But uh, I, I love Game of Thrones. Can I, can I say something on Game of Thrones? Yeah, of course. Like uh, like spoilers up until season six, episode four. Yeah. That was the last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah season yeah. six, episode four. Spoilers, everyone. Get careful. Okay. You had your time. Um, so you know how Bran... Yeah, he had that vision where like he was like, "Oh, Ned didn't. didn't he's supposed to kill that guy." Or whatever. And then he's like, "What's in that? What's in the tower? What's in the tower?" Pretty sure in that tower is uh, Ned's sister, and she's gonna have with her Jon Snow. But she's gonna be like this, um, the Targaryen. I actually loved him. I didn't want to marry Robert Baratheon. And she goes, "And we have this baby. The Targaryen is the guy who he fought." Correct. He's the one that uh, the Kingslayer slayed. He was the king that the Kingslayer slayed. The the crazy king. Wait, no, not the Mad King. It was the ne the, the next one. He took Robert Baratheon. Robert Baratheon was going to marry Ned's sister, yeah. and he kidnapped her and brought her to wherever the Targaryens reside. Holy shit! And and so they all went and started a war. But Ned gets there first, and it's his sister, and she has the baby, and she she I believe she's going to be like take him. This is. John Targaryen and never tell anyone who he is because they'll kill him. Now think about it this way. Ned, the most honorable guy in the show. Yeah. He's so honorable. He got his head cut off. He's so honorable. Yeah. He would never, ever fuck a whore and have a baby. Right. He would never do that. He's married. He took an, he took an oath to his wife. He's not that guy. He's not that guy. So Jon Snow is not a bastard. No. Jon Snow, a song of ice and fire, a Stark Targaryen. 
Song of Ice and Fire. It's about Jon Snow. Motherfucker. Right? Isn't that crazy? Okay. So I, I know, So now I know I just will be calling you on Sundays. Yeah, yeah. Call, call me. That's I Actually, I have like three friends who literally get on conference. You got to get on those So ones. keep going. What else? So like, I believe, so you know how those, there's three dragons? Yeah. One of them that's flying around, I think that's going to Jon Snow. He's going to get his own dragon. He'll be he'll be able to ride dragons too. He'll be able to get burnt and not die. And that's why the that red girl with the old tits, yeah. She was like um he's uh uh what did she call him? She said uh he's my promised prince. Yeah. So she basically said he's royalty. It means that Jon Snow is the one that's supposed to sit on the Iron Throne. But we also all have a liking to Daenerys a bit too. We want her to sit on the Iron for Throne. It's that, and that, that but is, then but then that's this, not his sister, that's his cousin. No, it's his sister, half sister. Half sister. Yeah, half sister. Yeah. Jesus. But then so this is this is where my theory gets crazy. This is where I lose a lot of people though. Okay? So who's gonna sit on the throne? Will it be her? Will it be him? Or, you know, sometimes people like to think maybe Tyrion will be the one that sits on it because I would just be so perfect. Who knows what'll happen? I believe it doesn't even matter because there's relentless white walkers coming from the north. And if we all have seen zombie movies before we know full well that zombies win. Like, that's just how it is. Zombies yeah. win. So they're relentless. You remember when there was like hundreds of thousands, they were falling yeah, over yeah. each other over the mountain? They're going to keep coming. They're going to run through everything. They're going to push everything back until they get to King's Landing. And what's going to have to happen, and this is this is my theory where people, oh, I always lose people, is like, the very beginning, everyone you've ever cared about or loved just gets taken from you. Uh, Ned Stark, uh, the Red Wedding, everything. It, you you get attached to someone, they take it. Yeah, everything. You never get what you want. They just he always kills it and takes it from you. So this whole time we're like a Game of Thrones. Who's going to sit on the throne? It's not even going to matter because those zombies are going to come through. And just like in zombie movies, zombies win. And the only way to beat zombies is you quarantine and nuke them. So the equivalent of that is these dragons are just going to go and completely fucking torch Westeros. So we're like, who's going to sit on the throne? And at the end of it, it's all going to be burnt to shit. Maybe they'll be on the Iron Islands or wherever the Targaryens live. Maybe they'll be there. Yeah. And King's Landing will be completely torched. And we'll be like, but I wanted to know who was going to be king. And he's going to be like, you idiot. You knew what this was. You're never going to get anything you wanted this whole show. Shut the fuck up. Right? How do you, so, you, so do you just, when you watch the TV show, do you have like a notepad with you? Because like I'm literally lost the whole time I'm well, watching it's the, the, uh, the biggest thing is like what, what I'm saying to you is the culmination. Like I say it now, like, oh, this just hit me last week. No, this is the culmination of like 400 conversations over the last six years. Okay. You know, you're going the whole time you're talking and you, you say something. Someone's like, oh, but what about this? And, you know, if you think about it, like, you know, you, you get on the phone with like four guys and you constantly talk. You're all using your brain. You start to piece together something that may or may not be where it goes. Because he did say they did say that he rode right past what's her name and went up to Ned Stark's sister and grabbed her and took her off. Yeah. And that's so that's Jon Snow. Because, yeah, why would Ned Stark have a fucking he was in love with his wife. Yeah. He like would never hardcore. do that. There's no way. So yeah, Jon Snow is is a Targaryen and a Stark. Fuck. Yeah, it's cool. We gotta light him on fire. Yeah, right. That fucking that the end of last week was like, wait, how is she gonna get these guys to? <sighs> that was so sick. I watched that and I'm like, like, like sometimes I get like giddy during shows. Like when I'm there and I'm watching it and everyone wants to be quiet, but I'm like, oh shit, dude. I was. She's like, you're not. Up. You're not gonna serve. You're going to die. I was like, oh, big dick swinging. <laughs> I was jumping up on my seat and my wife's going, wait, wait, wait. 
Oh shit, it's not burning her hand. Oh fuck, oh god, of course she can't catch on fire. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, you're like sickest plan. Like that was so crazy. And in oh. one move, and then she walks out, and they all just like of course. bow to her. Uh, of course. Amazing. Now here's my question. The guy that has the 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 thing growth on his forearm. Yeah. Um he showed that one guy saw it and he goes, Don't worry, I haven't touched you. But he does touch people. No, the thing doesn't touch him. Uh, and see that the stuff that I know about the stone skin is uh or whatever, I forget what it's called, is um because I have a friend that read the book and they they elaborate a bit further. That like that stuff, it just consumes your entire body eventually and then you just go insane. So then you become like a rambling maniac. Uh, That's why they were the, jumping off those and, fucking... Yeah, exactly. And the only person that ever survived being touched by the stone skin stuff was Stannis' daughter. Remember? He yeah. burned her to death. That was pretty fucking hardcore for the cause. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, wow. Like, okay. Just like... So what was the theory on... Why did John... Did did the did the old lady bring John, back, John Stone back to... Or John... Uh, what's it called? Back to life? John, uh, John Snow. Snow. Yeah. So she brought him back to life. Yeah. It's because I read something about that what's going to happen with John Snow is what happened with the mountain. That it's going to be some, like he's just going to turn into some fucking zombie crazy. No, I don't think they're going to do that. Yeah. yeah. But you know what I like to think? Because I like, I always want, it's so funny. Like, yeah, I want Cersei to eat shit. Oh. But before she eats shit, I want her to fucking make those monks eat shit. You know what I mean? And then I want I want the mountain to d- destroy them. But then at the same time, I want the hound to destroy the mountain. Yeah. But then I want Arya to destroy the hound. You know, like there's – everyone has a revenge that I want. And I'm like, I hope I get it in the order that I want so that everyone gets theirs. I can't wait for fucking uh, – uh, not Barclay. What's the kid's name? Ramsey. Ramsey, Ramsey Snow. Bolton. John Snow. Ramsey Bolton. Is that the one? Well, Ramsey Snow, but yeah. Ramsey but he's Snow. he's a snow because he's a bastard. Oh, that's, all that's, bastards are snows? Yeah, if you're born in the north and you're a bastard, you're a snow. If you're born in the south and you're a bastard, you're I think you're a sand or something. I, that letter, that letter. That oh, that's so good. It was a fucking good so, letter. You know that like I actually, when the show started, I was obsessed with Joffrey. Really? I thought Joffrey was amazing. I thought he was incredible. When he was on screen, I was clapping. I was like rooting for him. I'm like this little fucking prick. And then when Joffrey died, I looked at all my friends. I was like, I want everyone to know I could stop watching game of thrones now and it will be one of the best tv shows i've ever seen in my life really my story and i'm like i'm thinking about it guys i might stop at joffrey i might be like that's the end for me it was about joffrey and he died i'm like because he was so good he was like who come and then like the next episode it's like you get ramsey and he cuts off theon's dick and eats a sausage in front of him and i was like this is the new Joffrey so much worse? And, and in a weird way, that's so funny you say that because last week, when that uh, when the slave got up on his lap and went to kill him, I thought to myself, "Don't kill Ramsay yet. We need him. Yeah, he like, needs. He makes that. He needs to he, see this. When he cut off what's his name's dick, Theon's dick. Yeah, I literally I felt lost." As if my dick had been cut off. Yeah. I was like, you can't do that to somebody. Like, you just... It was brutal just breaking him down for a whole season like that. And what a great character Theon Greyjoy was before that. Just this prick. Just this asshole. Yeah. Fingering his sister on a boat. Like, <laughs> just what a great character to cut his dick off. I'm like, shut the literally, fuck. Literally neutering him. Like, he, like, completely neutered the character. It was crazy. Like, he was like... Yeah, I, 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 I ran the whole Ramsey thing is amazing to me. But he doesn't have the. I don't see him having the grooming that Jon Snow has as a warrior to be able to win a war against Jon Snow. No, but Jon Snow is really nice, whereas Ramsey will 
you know, isn't as nice. I wish my wife was here right now. I'd love to tell her your theories. My wife would lose her fucking mind. Oh, yeah. She's my wife and I are. So just, just say it yourself. Hey, George. Later tonight. Just lay, say it, pass it off like it's your own later. <laughs> this is Georgia. This is my oldest. George, is mom floating around? Yeah. Tell her, tell her to come out for two seconds. Hi, I'm Harley. Georgia, this is Harley. I'm sorry. Nice Harley, to meet this you. Is Georgia. Hi. Hi. Have you ever seen any of his videos? No. I'll show them to you tonight. Ah, uh, you're not the demographic. <laughs> hey, go grab mom real quick, real quick. <laughs> Tell her to come out now. <laughs> um, she uh, she introduced me to. What part of now? Tell her to come out right now. Okay. Uh, we're gonna get a pissed <laughs> off mom now. Um, she introduced me to uh, Miranda Sings. Oh yeah. Georgia was like. She was like, I don't know, Dad. It's different. It's like it's not one thing. It's another. It's like, it's like it's a character, but it's funny. Like you got to check it out. And so I checked it out. And then we were doing some show in Toronto, and she was doing the theater the night before I was, and she sold it out like months in advance uh, and sold big like, time. And sold like something like two hundred thousand dollars worth of merch. <laughs> and I was like, fucking insane. I was like, what the fuck? Have you ever thought about doing live gigs? Yeah, we did. Uh, we did about like twenty five shows. Yeah. Yeah, uh, like within the first two years. Uh, and it was good. It was fun. But then the videos take a hit because we're also the production team. Yeah. So it's just very hard. You but guys like, had a very, very similar uh, vibe to Jackass, like a group of guys yeah. just having a good time. Man, those like such like I, I like I got the smallest sampling at those things of what it's like to be a rock star. Yeah. Because, like, we were getting tons of views at the time. We were going to colleges and, like, you know, we were, like, going to these, like, small venues and they were getting packed out. And I was, like, such a dirtbag at the time. I used to be like, all right, uh, over here, my buddy Dave has a notepad. If you're a girl and you want an after party with the sauce boss, you come over here and you give Dave your phone number. All right? And then I'm going to text you my room number. Oh, that's great. And, like. It like they would line up, and I would sit there and I'd go in the back and I look at my place. I'm like, I can't it's it. great that you got to do that once in your life, though. Yeah, you know? like, but I also like you know what it, it, it kind of like it kind of jaded me a bit. I remember like I remember having this like really weird night um, where uh, we 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 call that night the slaughterhouse because I I took down quite a few that night. <laughs> the slaughterhouse. Yeah, it was this hotel room just at one of the live shows and. And, like, there was just, like, a bunch of girls there. And then, like, one of them got up at one point. She was like, she's like, all right, I got to get out of here. She was like, before my boyfriend uh, thinks anything weird. I'm like, oh, you have a boyfriend? She was like, yeah. And in my head, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, the bacon guy on the internet? Like, you have a relationship <laughs> and you threw, like, you, you fucked with it for, like, the bacon guy the on bacon the internet? Guy like, on the internet any, you know, anyone could upload to YouTube. And you just, you know, for for that guy, me, you know, I was disappointed. And now I'm just like, if I was able to do that, how would I ever stand a chance if Drake ever wanted, you know, my yeah. girl? Yes. All right. Hi, Hi I'm Leanne, Harley. This is Harley. Harley, this is nice Leanne. Nice to meet you. So, Harley, will you, will you give her your theory real quick? You ready okay. So, Harley is a big time Game of Thrones. Yeah, I love Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. that's the best. Yeah, I only watched the, f I only read the first book, though. But I've I, read I, no books. Okay, yeah, I, I watched all the show. But I was just saying that I believe Jon Snow is uh is a Targaryen. Do you, you remember when Bran was watching? Oh my God! You guys had the same reaction. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when uh, Bran watched Ned Stark go up to that tower? Yes. And he was like, "The story is different. He's supposed to beat that guy." Yes. Ned's gonna go in there, 
and his sister is going to be there. Right. Because his sister was the one that got kidnapped. She was yeah. supposed to marry Robert Baratheon. Yes. The Targaryen kidnapped her. Yep. And uh, then it started the war. Right. Ned's going to go in there. His sister's going to be there. And she's going to say, I actually love the Targaryen. I didn't want to ra- marry Robert Baratheon. And we had a kid. And here he oh, is. Oh, and it's John Snow. And his name is John. <gasps> and don't ever tell anyone who he is or they'll kill him. And if you think about Ned Stark, the way it makes sense is Ned Stark is so honorable, he got his own head cut off. Right. Like he's the most honorable guy. Yes. He's not going to have sex with a prostitute. Totally. And no, then this bring, totally makes sense 100%. Yeah, and then bring it back. Yeah. And also the, the books are called A Song of Ice and Fire. And that would mean Jon Snow is a Stark I and a Targaryen. Yeah. I got it, I got it, I got it. <laughs> I'm with you, babe. That's awesome. Yeah, and then I, I believe also to the three dragons. Uh-huh. One of them's flying around. I think it's going to go to Jon Snow. It'll be like really? his dragon, yeah. And then it also makes me think even deeper. I didn't get into this, but like then maybe one is for Daenerys. There's a third dragon. Maybe there's a third piece of this puzzle that we don't know. A third royalty person. Not quite sure. Interesting. Yeah. So then Jon Snow will have a wolf and a dragon. Yeah. His wolf's dead, right? No, no. no. Ghost is still alive. Uh-huh. Oh, and I was saying... The I, other one's wolf is dead. They put, put Almost all of them, I think, Re- except for Re- Ghost. Re- Rickon, yeah. Re- yeah, Recon. Remember? Yeah, his is dead. His is dead. They and Sansa's is dead. Sansa's yes. is dead. Yeah. And where is... Wait, no, and the girls, the little girls is dead, right? I don't remember. The little girl with the... Uh, the, with, the I, no faces? I, I Arya. Arya's mm-hmm. dead, right? She had one, right? I think she had one. I think it's dead. Or I don't know. Maybe there's one loose. There's only one left, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, but you, you know what? Also, what I I think uh, I was saying before, I want everyone to get their revenge. Like before, like I want Cersei to get hers, but I want her to 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 give it to those religious dudes first with the mountain. Right. But then I want the hound to destroy the mountain, and then I want Arya to destroy the hound. There's just like this domino effect. But I also really like love this idea of of Hodor killing the mountain. Who's Hodor? The Hodor. big mentally challenged guy that only says Hodor. Yeah, and apparently he's extremely strong, like, when they describe him in the show and stuff like that. And I just love the idea of maybe, like, you know, him killing the mountain. Like, him doing some damage. What the, what do you think? Right, because he was he was normal. Something happened to him. Right, he was right. talking a couple episodes ago, which I thought was interesting. Now, what do you think is going to happen with... Um, with uh... With the king, what do you think of the king right now? The one that the spineless king that's that kid. Yeah, I don't even I don't even think much of him. Right, he's just like well, he might live, he might die. He's so inconsequential. I think he'll end up dead. You know who really freaked me out was that girl. What was her name Marjorie? Yeah, yeah. she's in the prison. Yeah. I thought she was like the Game of Thrones, if that's what it's called. She was playing it so perfectly. I don't know how she just got so screwed and She's ended up like that. Though, but when she came into her brother and was like, you need to be strong. Like when she talked to her brother like that, I was like, she's not. She hasn't changed. No, she's great. She's, got the she's same. really great. She really is. This fucking show is so good. Yeah. Like, and I, that's one of the things that I feel like, like when we talk about television, I feel like the television that is the, the real kind of cheesy bullshit uh, syrupy stuff that really isn't important that people used to tune into all the time, like like Desperate Housewives. I feel like the internet has has filled that void of putting out original content mm-hmm. that's badass, and then all the all this other stuff like like HBO, Showtime, and fucking Netflix is putting out really amazing content that is like scripted that is just next level in my opinion. Yeah. Well, there's a great show coming out. I think it's going to be on AMC called Preacher. Have you heard of it? 
I've yeah. heard of it, and I've heard it's amazing. Yeah, it's a graphic novel, and I read it, and I loved it. And uh, yeah, so I, I think uh, James Franco and Seth Rogen are involved in producing it, or maybe James Franco's in it. I'm not quite sure, but it's so good. The, the gist of it is basically like an angel and a demon have sex, which is completely cannot happen, and they give birth to, th- to something. And whatever it is that they gave birth to stresses quote-unquote god out so much he leaves his throne and so everyone in kingdom of heaven is like what happens now well there's no god where is god what happened to god and the word of god ends up getting bestowed on this degenerate low-life preacher from texas and the word of god is like when he uses it what he says Happens, and I don't know how much of they'll put it on TV, but like at one point, like there's all these cops and they pull guns out on him, and he uses the word of God, and he's like lighting up series, like I think you should all go fuck yourselves, and then they literally start fucking each other, and oh. they can't help it, like whatever he says goes. So I'm like, how much of it are they going to put on it, you know, like yeah. in into into the show on on TV? I don't know, but it's a really really great. It's just such a it's such fuck. a. Yes. It's yeah, it's a great it's a great idea. It's just the dialogue was amazing. It was so ahead of its time when it came out. You know, and I mean, you look at the success of Walking Dead. Like I read those comics years before the show came out and I was like, this is like some of the best like some like just like Game of Thrones, you know when someone dies and you're like, "Oh." Yeah, and you're that, like I I literally said to myself, I remember going to the doctor, they found a lump on my kidney recently and I remember thinking like God damn it. Like, and it was nothing. But I was like, if I have terminal cancer, like, what about Game of Thrones? Do you think they'd let me go and talk to George, what's his name, we call it, and let him tell me everything that's going to happen so I can die happy? Like, I can't, I don't, like, that's I think a, about that all the time. Yeah, I just, like, I'm, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and I just thought that they laid out how many Star Wars movies are coming out over time. And I was like, oh shit, I'm, like, Star Wars is going to be around after me. I kind of wanted to get as much Star Wars as I could, but now I'm like, no, when I'm dead, you guys can stop. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't keep telling stories. Once I, <laughs> yeah. You're such a fascinating dude, man. Like, I really, honestly, I could sit and talk to you for fucking ever. Uh, when you come yeah, back to thank LA. you. I feel the same. Um, I'm here. I think I'm going to be here for E3. What's that? It's when? a video game expo. When is that? The second week of June. Okay, um, I'm here. I didn't book my my flights yet, but I could schedule something, make it. Yeah, let's let's figure yeah. something out. We'll do another podcast if you want, and then we'll do that. Absolutely, Dave, Dave vlog where That'd we go. Be so much fun. Inter- I, we just introduce you to everyone. I think you should know. I I agree. Fucking I would Rogan, love that, and Benson, I would appreciate it. like fucking red. But it was. It'll be the. I could literally talk to you for hours. Are you familiar with it, what he does online? His epic meal time. I know I've played it for you. Yeah, is yeah. fucking. It is the reason Eric and I love bacon as much as we do. It is. It is. Now I recognize. Yeah. Now I know exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was yelling and drunk probably when you saw me last on the show. Maybe yeah. Yeah. I think there were a lot of burgers. Yeah, yeah, that's that could be made like a casserole out of burgers, maybe. Yeah, that could be like uh, twenty different episodes, but yeah. Uh, And Jack and Jack Daniels. Daniels. (laughs) That's him. That's him. That's him. That's the where I got it from was Harley. Uh, so this has been fucking fantastic, man. Yeah, it was awesome. Thank you so much for doing yes, this. Thank you so much I, for having me. I feel me. like I feel like uh, I really am going to call you. Dur- I like when Game do of Thrones. Do it. We, we need Game to do that. It's yeah. done. If you're out here by then, the second week in June, it'll be over, won't it? That's right. But you oh, know what? Even what? even what? yeah, the show's the show's going to be done. It's, How it's many like was ten, 10 episodes? episodes right? Yeah. You guys, you just uh, on Sundays, just call me on speaker. 
and like let's oh you got it you got to download like when I watch it at my house like whoever's there like we turn off and then we talk for 45 minutes after oh and, like, this last episode I stood up twice how like, insane was, like, oh, was that God! how insane we were together yeah, and I was there. I'm with my my friends. I'm like, oh, I'm like, they're fucked. She's got she's got a plan. They're fucked. Well, she's smiling at them right now. I know. And I she was like, you're like, not. She's burning all of them. Yeah, she's, she's like, you're not all. gonna serve. You're gonna die. Yeah, like, she's walking oh! through the fire. Doing it again. <laughs> God damn it! What a cool scene to play. Do you feel like her arms have gotten bigger? <laughs> like that's all I say the how, whole time. How funny is that? I feel like it's so funny. Like because I was there and I'm watching it and like. My buddy next to me is like, her arms got fatter. Yeah, and, she had, and she had I was like, I was like, it, it, it's like it's such a funny thing, like because yeah. then he said that, and I would like keep looking, and it's just like, what a what a like. I don't know. It's just such it's a such it's such a, a weird, funny it's thing. It's such a weird you. guy thought. Like it's exactly what that's what I'm trying to say is like yeah. it's such a guy thought. Like I feel like it's such a guy thought. We would get in trouble for talking it's, about it's it. It's not because I thought the same thing too. I thought her arms are bigger. I wonder if she had a baby. Like something's happened that mm-hmm. her body's different. But I know she did say after she showed her nude in the first season, she said she's not going to be nude anymore. So that was all CG. That naked body. Oh. That wasn't her. Yeah, and we saw her breasts already on the show. Yeah, it's so interesting because I saw Yeah, and she was it. like, I won't do that ever again. Really? Yeah. Oh, she had such a beautiful body. Yeah. Like, that was one, she was one of the treats. Yeah. Like, with her and the fucking old lady. The old lady, I still think, is hot. Someone, before, before she took the necklace off? Someone just said this. No, I don't know who said this. Lady. Someone just said, I don't know. I thought she was hot after the necklace. Cersei, yeah. Oh, seriously, he's hot as fuck. Yeah. That was CGI. That wasn't her. Yeah, that wasn't her. I was talking about the red lady. Her body's fucking slamming. Yeah. I don't know who I heard talking about that, but they're like, every time she takes off the fucking gown, she's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm ready for Sansa to get naked. Sansa's. She's, that's, I'm team Sansa. Sansa's. From the first, but I like redhead, so I as like soon as it started, I was like, this, this I one. I can't wait to see what she does to that dude. Bolton dude. I hope she sticks a nail in his dick. Yeah. <laughs> Because that guy's a monster. He's gonna get it good, right? I hope oh. to God. She's if probably he gonna feed his dick good, to his hounds. To himself. Yeah. Oh, that'd be that's that's pretty much what you got to do, right? To 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 rectify the the rape and all that, you feed him his dick. He's horrible. Yeah, I can't wait. To I, I actually him. love him on the show. Oh, he's a phenomenal actor yeah. because every time he comes on screen, my skin literally crawls. You're, I know. Like, every, I want to come out of my skin. I as soon as things are happening, you're like, this is some, some. Every time he's on, you're like, guaranteed something bad's going Oh, yeah, every he time. just killed his dad. Oh, he just fed his, his baby brother to the dogs. Oh, he just stabbed that woman in the neck. Like, I don't even want to be the person who comes up with that idea. I kind of hope it's awesome. next. I kind of hope next. it's next episode. Like, I hope they... Hold on. You think... You think I... <laughs> I, I'm I'm curious of where the arc's going to be at the end of this season. Well, you know, so this whole, like, the Daenerys, like, with the whole Dothraki thing, I thought that was going to happen, like, at the end of the season. I knew she was going to get control of everyone. I knew yeah. that was going to happen. I didn't know it was going to happen this past episode. Right. I was like, yeah, oh, I think it would that was that fast. She did it. I like that. I like that Me too. I like when it moves, you know, because there's a lot of things we want to get done, right? And so uh, I, I would love if they're just like, this episode, they're like, yeah, we're on our way to take Winterfell back. Well, I googled I googled uh, uh, Ramsey Bolton, and it's and something online said, "This is the episode he dies," or "Is this the episode he dies?" And I shut it down. I was like, "Oh fuck!" No, we're, in the middle of no, we're ahead of the books now. What? Yeah. We're ahead yeah. of the books now, so no, there can't be any spoilers. There's no spoilers. Yeah. I can't. Oh yeah, but we're on the East West Coast. So, oh okay. So as I googled it, and we were watching it at like 
11 o'clock at night on a Sunday. Yeah. My eyes have been so fucking itchy lately. Do you get allergies? Uh, I get itchy eye. I don't know what it is, but I get itchy eye. And like, it, yeah, I can't They don't talk about that it. in Game of Thrones at all. No one's got allergies. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> You'd think one of them would be like, I'm sweating. With them, Leanne's funniest statement ever, ever is um, Jon Snow is uh having sex with the wildling and he goes down on her and leanne just goes "Woo! i bet wildling pussy smells horrible <laughs> <laughs> and i fucking lost it i was like look a little dirty yeah it's yeah. outside a little dirty that, like, dirty they're wearing like a wolf pelt underwear also exactly. for like eight months exactly i love Why are they called wildling is there some under there <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Now, we're, now we're working the bit. Uh, <laughs> I loved uh, the guy with the red beard. What's his name? Oh, the Wildling. Yeah. yeah. I loved when he made that. He's like, I know you're not a god. I saw your pecker. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then when the, the, the huge woman came in and he yeah. couldn't take his eyes off her, yeah. that to me, like... It's such a little thing. There was no word said there, he and it said was the same. It was one thing. of the best moments in like the whole season when she walked in and he looked at her, and you're like, oh, "He wants to fuck her." You're like, "Yeah, she deserves it." Yeah. He has. He's looking at her like as a challenge. Like, yeah. how's he gonna do it? Like, it's God. so good. I love it. It's. It was like. And it's, it's like such a strangely endearing thing when he was looking at her and she was like, she's never been looked at like that. Right. There's no words. The moment of it was so amazing. I'm like slapping my buddy's knee. I'm like, she's going to oh. get dick. Oh, no, it was awesome. <laughs> the fucking, that was, that, that and I love Littlefinger. Oh, Little of course. Finger? Yeah, Littlefinger. I love him. He's yeah. such a, he's such an interesting That's character amazing. who's like gone in waves of, of, Liking him, trusting him, caring about him, and then fucking distrusting him. And yeah, watching. he's he's never uh, he he always moves the story ahead when he's on the screen. Like the right, we're we're moving forward. Like when Littlefinger's when, there, when you get Littlefinger and Varys together in a scene, who's Varys? Uh, the bald guy. Oh the eunuch. God, yeah. So when you get Littlefinger and Varys walking and talking together, it's like everyone shut up. They're gonna tell us what's happening and what we should care about right now. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, as opposed to like the youngest of the um, Starks. Uh, Anya, what's the youngest one? Arya. Arya. Like, every time her story stop, pops up, I'm like, all right, like, cut, cut to what's going to happen. Like, what's she doing? She's kind of isolated, eh, from everything yeah, else? Yeah, and it's like, it's like a totally different story. Where it's I giving want- you this weird, like, it's almost like they're coming together with, like, a weird team of people where you have, like, Tyrion, like, who uses words, and then you have, like, the Mother of Dragons, and then you have Jon Snow back from the dead, and then you have Arya, this, like, secret assassin, and it's like, what is this little team going to be? What yeah. will they be? And who will their enemy be, you know? Ultimately, the White Walkers, right? They, these, these are going to be the people that will have to rally everyone to fight off. The impending doom of the White Walkers. Because we watch. get so caught up. We were all like, oh, I hope Rob Stark gets his revenge. And you're like, you always got to stop. I'm like, wait, there's fucking zombies. None of this matters. Yeah, none of this matters. Yeah, there's zombies. Yeah. Now, do you watch Black Sails? No, I don't. That's the one we got to get you on. That's, That's a good fucking... one. Yeah. What is, is... No, it's not, it's not as complex as Game of Thrones. No, no I, never, I never hold a show to be as good as Game of Thrones. No, it's, it would be impossible. Really. Yeah. But to me, that's like what we really look forward to when Game of Thrones is not on. Because it's like January to April or March or right. something. Right. Is it a pirate show? It yeah. is. Um, I think I saw the first... It's been on for a couple of years? Yes. I, I saw the first episode of the first season. Uh-huh. I enjoyed myself and just never followed up. It is a prequel to the book Treasure Island. 
Interesting. So I didn't if know you've that. read Treasure Island, Treasure Island was written for like 13-year-old boys. Yeah, so no, I know. it's a quick, fast read. Yeah. But yeah, the first episode, I was like, oh my God, that's John Silver. Oh my God, that's Captain Flint. Oh so my you, God, this is Treasure so you're Island. Like, I oh know these, God. I'm familiar yes. already. Yeah. It I'm was already crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, they're, they're looking for the gold that they are looking for in Treasure Island. Oh my God, it was, it's so good when you have read that book. And right. Uh, there's, there's, there are scenes, I did a podcast with the creator of it. And uh, I told him, I was like, best scene, and he was wrong. And I was like, no, I'll tell you the best scene. There's a scene where uh, where it's the changing. I mean, he might have actually said this, but it's the changing of Captain Flint where he turns into the monster he wants him to be where you get fucking chills. Like, those scenes. Are those, this, this, like, I almost want to watch though from this moment that you're describing right now because, like, that's what I live for, the buildup for something. Right. The, the thing about Black Sails, or at least my experience of it, like, I was so excited because I knew Treasure Island, right? But, like, I think it takes a good three or four episodes before it really hooks you. And then you're totally hooked. And every season I'm gonna have, finale, I'm going to have, I'm going like, oh to reach out to him right now and have him send you the DVDs of all the seasons so you yes, can watch them. Please. I'm going to, I'm going to. Email you and him. I'm guarantee he knows who you are. Yeah, and that's and a difficult thing because in Canada, it's hard to get things. They're yeah. not always available. You don't have like the full Amazon Prime suite or whatever that you would have in the States. And ever since I started getting in the business doing TV shows, I don't pirate music or TV now because yeah. it's just really bad karma. So I, I need that. <laughs> I'm going to reach out to him. I'm sure he'll probably end up listening to this episode. And I will make sure he sends you season one, two, and three on DVD so you can watch them. That'd be so and awesome. And, and when, you have, when you have a long flight or when you're at home, just, oh, my God, it's fucking just good. Just give it, give it seriously like the first three or four episodes, and then you're really in it. And especially if you read Treasure Island before. And then some of the pirates are actual real pilots, pirates from uh, – from history history yeah so they've kind of woven all their stories together it's really cool nice really cool. yeah so i'm gonna do that i'm gonna i'm gonna read treasure island yeah. first because yeah. I, I i, I yeah. do like to go into things knowing in advance right, like right. that yeah so. it's, it was really cool when i discovered in that first episode i was like holy shit Pir- like pirates i'm using uh snapchat awesome um <laughs> i uh well this has been fucking awesome let's let's Talk and figure out when you're coming down next. We'll do that day vlog where we go to everyone's yeah. house. It'll be a fucking blast. We'll go to Rogan's house, shoot some bows and arrows. We'll go to Benson's house, we'll smoke pot. We'll go fucking around. We'll find hash for you. We'll go every we'll, we'll go work out with Tate Fletcher. You kind of remind me a little bit of Tate Fletcher. Do you know Tate? Tate's uh, he's uh, you. Maybe it's because you look like him or you're big. He's an ex uh, UFC fighter. Really fucking great man. There's so many guys. I got to set what does you he up look, with. What does he look like? He looks like this. Oh, this Chris what does Delia. he do? He's an MMA fighter. He has a, a big beard like you do, but it's black. Here. He, is he, does he shave his head? He shaves his head. So bald head? Yeah. Is he an actor? This is Tate. Oh, okay. He's like a fucking... I've seen that man before. There's Jason Ellis. Um, oh, I've been on his podcast. J- Ellis, I went on his thing twice. Ellis is great. There's yeah, so good. many people. Yeah. I want to, like, you're someone that everyone 
is a fan of, and I guess because you're in Montreal, you just just don't hang out with everyone yeah. as much as we do. And this is good. We click. You know, even I, I love Jason Ellis, and I love yeah. going on it. But like when I'm on it, I'm always in my head. I'm like, are you enjoying me right now here? Like, do you that, want me in this that, room? I've done that. I've said that to Leanne. I go, I don't think Jason likes me. Yeah, me and too. then he texts me immediately. He goes, do you have a good time? Do you have fun? And I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah, he's like, we loved you on the thing. I'm like, oh, awesome. I thought you hated my guts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fucking great. So how long are you in town for? Uh, I leave on Sunday. Oh, you leave Sunday? Yeah. And I have a whole bunch of uh, filming. Okay. But then All I right. come back second week of June. Um, I come back for uh, VidCon, which is a thing that uh, happens in a YouTube thing. I think it's in July. VidCon. Yeah. I want to, I want, that's the thing that if you look back, I think there's a video of sta- of Casey Neistat going to VidCon his first year and not anyone knowing, knowing who he is. Yeah. Is maybe. that right? That'd be interesting. Yeah. Probably. And yeah, now that, he'd go and he'd be swarmed. Oh, I bet. Oh, my God. He'd be swarmed. We both talked and he has like Casey. a thing like me, like where you look at that person like, oh, I know exactly who that is. You yeah. know what I mean? You would never mistake Casey for someone like, is that Casey Neistat? You're like, no, you I know, know exactly, exactly who that is. is. You are yeah. unmistakable. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, div- like when you were walking down the street, I was like, oh, he's looking for the house. Like literally, I saw you at the corner and I went, there he is. Say, how tall are you? Yeah. Six, six? Six, six. Yeah. Fucking beast. Yeah. All right. Uh, this has been fantastic. Hey, do you have anything you want to promote? Uh, at Harley Plays on everything. Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram. Check uh, out his vlog. Oh, my vlogs. YouTube.com slash Harley Moore. Yeah. Just search up Harley Moore and Steam. And, yeah. uh, and we'll do this again in June. Yeah. Awesome, man. Thank you awesome. so much. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.